Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> The facts are uncontested. The president abused his power for his own personal political benefit by withholding military aid and crucial Oval Office meeting in exchange for an announcement of an investigation into his political rival. No one cares! Today, I am asking our chairman to proceed with articles of impeachment. I commend our committee chairs and our members for their somber approach to actions which I wish the president had not made necessary. I don't give a fuck. Nobody cares. Do you hate the president, Madam Speaker? I don't, I don't hate anybody. Representative I don't Collins, hate anybody. This is about the Constitution of the United States and the facts that leads to the president's violation of his oath of office. And as a Catholic, I resent your using the word hate in a sentence that addresses me. I don't hate anyone. I was raised in a way that is full, a heart full of love and always prayed for the president. I prayed for the president all the time. Oh, good for you. I doubt it. You are fake news. I can't believe it. I want people to have very fake news. So much like hate in their heart. Go home, bitch. This guy for you over here. Get you are a terrific team on all counts. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Look, fat. Look here. Fat, fatty, whatever it is I don't said. know. <laughs> Can't we just give him a bone? It was just another old Joe moment. Did uh, I say give him a bone? Throw him a bone? I don't really think he was calling the guy fat, but he definitely said, look, fat, look. Like it was his name, though. Not like yeah. it was a derogatory yeah. remark about him. Well, the um, the No Malarkey Tour malarks once again. I think, I don't know, what do we owe for three tour stops on No Malarkey? Something That's like really that. bad. You've seen The Office, right? Uh, here and there. I, I, I've not seen, you know, a majority of the episodes even. There's this episode where Michael goes to one of the other offices and talks about how he uses pneumatic devices to remember everyone's name. And he's like, you, baldy. And you, fatty. And I just kind of yeah. felt like Joe was maybe doing that. You, Well, fatty. we will get into that feisty exchange with a Warren <laughs> voter in Iowa. Yeah. And uh, the rest of the 2020 campaign stories uh, as well, including Kamala Harris quitting. She didn't even make it to Christmas. The top tier candidacy is dead. We'll check in there. I've been looking forward to editing her, the send off to her campaign for quite some time. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, you heard it in the intro. Nancy Pelosi announces the House will draft formal articles of impeachment against the president 
Asked by a reporter if she hates Trump, Nancy is very offended and, uh, well, that anyone would accuse her, accuse a model Catholic like her of, uh, of hating anybody. She is Catholic, isn't she? Oh, she made it very known this week how Catholic she is. Therefore, she's incapable of hating anyone. Yeah. Catholics hate plenty of people. <laughs> are you, <laughs> are you going to stick up for Nancy on Catholicism grounds? No, I mean, she looks great for 100. That's how I'll stick up for her. All right, fair enough. And her teeth basically didn't fall out during this, <laughs> during this uh, press conference. We've so got good for real her. standards over yeah, here. Yeah, there, there was um, a, a shooting at a naval air station in Pensacola, Florida. Apparently, it is Islamic terror. Mm. Uh, that's what I'm told. But a, a, a Saudi Air Force officer training in the U.S. You got the details on that. So, yeah, a terrible story there. And then a... Uh, a hostage situation involving a UPS driver in Florida that ends horribly Two innocents shot by police. I basically only saw the footage and I saw the footage and I thought, okay, I gotta be missing something here. That's so over the top that I must not understand what I'm watching. You know, 19 different police officers shot at the UPS truck. Are you serious? Uh, that's why I pulled from this one article and didn't corroborate okay. with another source, but I'm pretty Well, sure. you went through, am I missing anything? Is there something that, Oh no, they bungled it terribly okay yeah. we'll check in and we'll show you what we can the, a total the, of 19 officers fired at the truck according the to the footage NBC is is just hideous so i can't even show all of it uncensored at least with any uh guarantee that susan won't take it down jessica yaniv yaniv we, i still don't have clarity on that we're going with yaniv jessica yaniv finished apparently targeting salons for ball waxing and is now moving on to gynecologists. We'll check in on that before the end of the show. And then I have some uh, surprise cringe as well. This is a okay. good one. This, okay. this one is layered and I don't think you'll see all of it coming. So I'm excited to get to that at the end of the show. We will take super chats on YouTube or Streamlabs in between topics, 10 bucks and up and D live. Of course I should not exclude our friends on D live 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers it will be all this and more on your favorite couple hours of listening material remember you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website that is mattchristensenmedia.com one of the many things we have featured over on the website is special deals from listener owned businesses of course this week our feature business is a huge supporter of the show our friends at charity swipes charity swipes is a credit card processor just like square and paypal but with lower fees they have a solution for all types of businesses, from retail to restaurants to e-commerce and many more. If your business currently takes credit cards, take a second and ask yourself if you even know how much you're paying in fees. Credit card po uh, processing fees have been going up over the past year, and many business owners aren't even aware of it. Charity Swipes works diligently to create programs that can dramatically lower these processing costs, and they uh, want the opportunity to show you how much they can help. Right now, Charity Swipes will offer you a free review of your processing fees and will put together a customized program that ensures you pay the lowest rates possible. A free review means you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Plus, our listeners who sign up will receive a free setup and a free credit card reader. You can view all the details of their offers uh, on their website. That's charityswipes.com MC. Every sign-up greatly supports our show as well. So if you own a business and you'd like to help yourself and us, go check them out at charityswipes.com MC. We also have many other awesome offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense, Black Rifle Garb, and Flyover States. 
That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. The, uh, the meetups continue. Well, actually, oh, I did have one thing to say before meetup check-in. Amid all of my back-and-forth emails with whoever, I don't know, some YouTube chat agent in India, for all I know, or wherever these people are, I've been assured as of yesterday that the YouTube sync issue is fixed. As far as I know, last week's episode yeah. was not, not affected. We'll see about that. But this will, uh, obviously tonight, we'll, we'll test that claim. So again... <gasps> Guess what? who's in our live chat? Who? Atheism is unstoppable. He's the one we like, right? He's the kangaroo that you wrongfully accused of. I'm sorry, atheism yeah. is unstoppable for falsely accusing you many times and confusing you with the other avatar guy whose name I can no longer remember. Teal Deer. There Teal it is. Deer. Because of my yeah. pregnancy brain. I apologize. I formally apologize. I'm glad you're here. Well, thanks for hanging out. And uh, so, yeah, we'll find out if the sync issue returns. YouTube says it's fixed. They've said it before. We'll find out. Uh, as far as the, uh, the meetups, we did have uh, the DC group. Oh, I guess my picture doesn't want to load. Oh, Dang no. It. Because this one guy looks just like... Um, I think I can add it on the fly. Chip and Hold Joanna, on. you know? Uh, you're not a gay man, so you don't know what I'm talking about. Chip and Joanna Gaines of flipping uh, fame. Yeah, I guess uh, it must be some kind of computer error. I think I mis mislocated the file, unfortunately. So maybe ah, we'll damn. check back with this. But of course, and a hot Asian chick. Everybody's missing out. Sorry to our DC and Northern Virginia groups, but maybe <laughs> we'll check back on that. Of course, uh, the listener meetup information is available on the website, macrosystemmedia.com/community. But uh, we'll check in on that image later. Last week we heard that uh, that weird Biden story about. I guess this this was from September at his corn pop speech, apparently the weird story about his leg hair in the pool and all the kids jumping on his lap and I someone like it. <laughs> and he likes kids jumping on their lap. Someone uh, animated this uh, gave an animated depiction of what Joe Biden is talking about. Check this out. And by the way, you know, I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They'd look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. I loved the addition of the roach that we were discussing last year and the, and the bleed, the eye bleed. The eye yeah. bleed. It's the subtle touch. Who is this person that did that? That's, that is so uh, hilarious. I've not heard of this person before. It's Sven Stoffels, S-T-O- S-T-O-F-F-E-L-S, -F -F -E at Sven Stoffels on Twitter. So I've Great followed work. him. Uh, yeah, A+. Plus. A+, plus work, fantastic. Uh, what grade would you give Rachel Dole is all? Maybe an F-? I just feel bad minus? for her. I okay, just, so. The pity. I, was ju I just became aware of this clip a few hours ago, thanks to our, a listener who emailed it to me. Cameo, of course, is this platform where Basically, celebrities are on there and you pay them for a shout out. And we've tried desperately on this show to differentiate how that is different from Super Chat and how we somehow we're, we're better than them. But of course, that's not true. And Rose McGowan, Rachel Dolezal have been kind of trolled into promoting this show or saying nice things about this show, whatever. Well, apparently someone, I don't even know who did this, but someone went back to Rachel Dolezal and got an updated Rachel Dolezal shout out on Cameo. This one is spicy. I don't even know if Susan might ban this one. Check it out. 
Hi, this is Rachel Dolezal sending congratulations to the 13% crew for hitting 55% this year. That's amazing. When 13% of the company does 55% of the work, you deserve recognition. But truth be told, it's really more like 6% getting it done. So you know who you are. Congratulations on your success. And this message is from your regional manager. You know who you are. (laughs) If you're not aware of what's going on there, just Google some of the percentages. You'll get pointed in the right direction. I'm a little bit surprised that Rachel... um, Fair enough that you don't know the percentages. All right? I get it. However, if you're Rachel Dolezal, you got to stop to wonder, why does this company want a company-wide shout-out from me for like $30 or whatever? Why? Maybe she doesn't care and she has some money. Is there a regional manager who knows that all, the entire workforce under him is so enthused about Rachel Dolezal and they've worked so hard this quarter to cover 55% of the work that they're really stoked to get a Rachel Dolezal shout-out? Is that what's going on? My God. Don't you feel a little bad for her? Am, am I just yeah, becoming for sure. soft? Like, ugh. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do feel a little bit bad, but <laughs> I'm not saying you have to know everything in the world. I just, if it seems weird, it's probably because it's a joke that's over your head. And again, it's I say that this- documentary about her. It's- there's stuff that's over our head all the time on this show. I'm not pretending like we don't read weird shit too. It's just when it seems like there's some undertones, there probably are. And it's the enthusiasm with which she delivers those lines that just had me rolling when I saw it. Everybody should watch the documentary if it's still on Netflix. It was pretty good. It casts her in a very sympathetic, appropriately sympathetic light. And I, I got to say, her artwork is very good. I'm not an art She's expert. She's a talented but I th- artist. I think it's quite good. Yeah. And she grew up in a weird family where she was abused, not sexually, but they used to beat the crap out of her. And she had these adopted black siblings that were heavily favored by the parents. So she grew up with like a legitimate, a jealousy, like an innate jealousy and a reverence for black culture. Because Did those siblings do a disproportionate amount of the, I don't know. We should, we should ask <laughs> amount them. of the, uh, I don't know, misbehavior at home. Does she have anything to say about that? And she (laughs) adopted her uh, adopted brother or something. Like she's taking care of a kid she doesn't need to be taking care of. Yeah, it's clear in the documentary that some kind of fetishization of um, like African or black culture developed at a young age. But I think that that's an important part of the story that this is not like some of it's uh, she wants a victim complex and she wants to kind of exploit that that sense of victimhood. But some of it is that she's fetishizing it and it comes from like a genuine place of of admiration i think that that matters doesn't it uh i wouldn't say that anything in the documentary justified her her behavior to me but it helped me understand it yeah that makes sense yeah anyway um moving on i was gonna try i was gonna make some transition about how she should be banned from youtube or something like point is owen benjamin Banned on YouTube. He's the latest victim of and Susan Wiki Wiki's wrath. He knew it. He put that video out like ten days before it happened. He's like, "I'm gonna be banned on December 10th," and he was de- he was banned on what, like December 5th or something? A week early. It was Tuesday night. 
Oh, his, uh, if you go to his channel, it now reads banned for violations of the terms of service, but no specifics. Owen posted to Instagram and apparently he's received no explanation either. Here's what he had to say. Uh, YouTube, as you may or may not know, has taken down both my channels and the reason was they didn't have a reason. But the good news is we're still crushing. I take it as a badge of honor. It's like getting kicked out of a gay bar. <laughs> it's like, come with me, sir. You're not allowed in butt pumps anymore. You just don't fit fit in. DLive.tv slash Owen Benjamin Comedy and Unauthorized.tv. We've had Yet another reason to head over to those alternative platforms he's talking about. Even if you don't intend on hanging out there now, you never know when your favorite person is gone and disappeared. And you need to find another place to, to listen to them. I love Owen. Speaking of which, uh, Dave Rubin announced his the launch of his new platform, apparently a year in development. This is called Locals.com. He did a, a long stream I listened to. Uh, you know, the lengthy discussion of it this week. I'm not sure I understand some of the finer details, but I do like what I hear. Uh, the idea, as far as I understand, is um, is basically it's going to be a place for you to build creators or whatever it is that you're making that you have an audience for. Uh, a place for those people to build their own home with their own rules. So Dave Room and his people, they're not going to be policing anything content-wise unless it's illegal and they have an obligation. But other than that, it's just up to you. So as far as I understand this, this is like less of a platform and more of infrastructure for you to build your own stuff. So your own kind of chat area like Discord, your own financial support, uh, your own place to host your own content. And you can decide if you want to moderate it more heavily mm-hmm. or not, or just leave it, you know, complete free for all as, as far as speech goes, at least. Here's a little bit of Dave explaining it on his stream this week. And what I want creators to have is a stable home where they can put their content up, where they can communicate with their fans, where their fans can communicate with them. And there is no middleman. There is no middleman. We're going to take the exact same fee that Patreon's taking. So if you're on Patreon right now and you're a creator, well, wouldn't you rather your own community and potentially your own app if you're big enough so that we financially can make it work and you own all of the stuff? And if you leave, as I said before, if you leave us, congratulations, you get the, the information of all your customers, unlike YouTube, unlike Twitter, all of those things. So the only Thanks. question that I didn't hear him answer that I would like to have some more information on. And again, this seems this sounds promising to me. I think he's got the right ideas. I don't know what his plan for getting around some payment processors are or who's doing the payment processing. Because, right. of course, in the case of Patreon, you have the issues with Jack Conti and Jacqueline Hart. But you also have Stripe. You also have MasterCard. Uh, PayPal has had its own issues. So I just don't know. I I like everything he's saying. I just wonder, have you found a payment processor who agrees with you? That's the million dollar question. Everybody will pull the rug out. Everybody. So, uh, but I, you know, I, I will always say too good, good for Dave for taking a leadership, a leadership role in this, stepping up to make something happen again. It's locals.com. If you want to keep an eye on it, it's kind of rolling out over time here. So I, I don't know if this counts as a, a hard launch or anything but it it is now publicly available and you'll see some creators uh, getting on board with it my understanding is they have an app already available as well i think it's free in the uh in the app store on android and and uh and apple but i have not downloaded it myself i like what i'm hearing looking forward to hearing some more you've got an update on uh the mall of america kid 
What's going on with him? The kid who was thrown off I the do. third floor in the Mall of America. A quick recap. This happened on April 12th. 12th? 12th. Uh, Landon plunged 40 feet when he was randomly, although this was clearly a racially motivated attack, grabbed by Emmanuel Aranda. Black Wait, how do we know that, though? I thought it was because they didn't want to date, like women didn't want to date him or something. White women didn't want to date him. Did he say it? Yeah, he was. There were there were um, people that said he was approaching white women all day. He kept getting rejected. Hmm. He was pulling the old uh, Daryl Lamont Jenkins, huh? Yeah, really. Um, <laughs> this was clearly racially motivated. Uh, hmm. Anyway, this black dude tossed this kid over the railing, um, and everybody thought he was going to die. But he was in he was in um, the hospital for a super long time. And this family friend recently posted on his GoFundMe page that he's been he was released from the hospital in early august and he's now walking perfectly with even legs he was walking with a limp i believe because his femur was shattered um and it says two did it break twice like two, i think uh, in two in two different places that is crazy man that is i mean uh, just and, a, a broken yeah. femur is a life-altering injury but double broken double i'm surprised broken they even femur. reconstruct that successfully and um there was some speculation that he had suffered some kind of brain damage but it seems like he's back in school and he has made a full recovery well good for him man that's nothing short of miraculous and i'm happy to hear that for his mm. family and, and everybody involved holy cow oh, i know we covered it before but the guy involved is going to he's already he pled guilty i believe oh, he's did gonna he? be i don't prison. remember i, I want to say it was like a sentence of something like 20 years i know we covered it on the show but he's going to prison for some time i hope it was for attempted murder right can't remember what the exact conviction was but he will be in prison for a good while uh, probably should have checked up on that, but I know we covered it before, you know. Anyway, uh, this news, you know, you hear hardly a peep about, but it is pretty significant. Uh, booming economy. If people vote with their wallets, this will have significant implications for 2020, which we'll get to in a moment. But November jobs numbers are out. The economy continues to boom. 266,000 jobs added in November. Unemployment rate down to 3.5%. That's a 50-year low. And I really enjoyed, of course, this is great news. I don't like that this becomes partisan. I want to do well financially. I want all of our listeners to do well financially. I want everyone employed. I want everyone doing well. That's not a partisan thing. It's really a shame that it becomes that. Because I, and that's why I enjoyed perusing the comment sections on Facebook and in Twitter and different publications publishing this news and just leftists grasping at every possible spin, angle yeah. to twist this as bad news because hatred of Trump is more important than your country and your neighbor and even yourself doing well financially. It's just bizarre. And I noticed a series of, uh, of talking points that emerged that I consider to be invalid. Uh, at least if you do an honest, I'll, I haven't read the full report, but I've read the coverage of the report, full disclosure. But frequently on Twitter, I saw the claim, oh, it's only temporary holiday jobs. That doesn't count. It's just temporary holiday jobs. Those aren't real. Well, no. Retail, according to the report, accounted for only 2,000 of the jobs gained. So retail is not the major impact here. And also the Labor Department survey is conducted mid-month. So this was mid-November. Uh, it missed the workers added immediately before Black Friday. So temporary jobs at Target, not the likely explanatory variable here. Uh, they also said, well, it's mostly GM workers. Remember, they were on a strike, General Motors workers. They were striking, right. and now they're back on the job, and so those were counted as new jobs. That is true that they were oh, counted really? as the gains, but you're talking something... Just because in, they were on a strike? You're talking something in the neighborhood of 50,000 jobs out That's of the... Substantial. 
It is, but you're also talking about 266,000 jobs added. Even when you subtract the GM workers, oh, okay. you still exceeded the expectations. Right. So, I, I mean, it's not like it's bad news, even considering the GM workers. And then they say, well, it's crappy jobs that are that pay low and they have no benefits. Average hourly earnings increased seven cents in this report. That's oh, nice. 3.2% on the year. You know, How if long were they on strike that they fell out of the workforce? Uh, I, I don't know why the, the Labor Department does the methodology the way they do. The strike, I don't know how long it was. And I don't know why they get lumped in with new jobs when really they're not jobs added. I grant that point, but I don't think that it means that this isn't good news, which is kind right. of the angle that they're trying to take. I mean, I It's do good have, news for everybody. I take issue with the way they calculate some of these things, like mm -hmm. the discouraged workers category specifically, but because they do it consistently across presidencies, yeah, fine. I mean, you yeah. you can certainly dispute uh, certain methods, uh, as long as you're as long as you're not politically motivated in those criticisms. I think that's fair. I just think objectively, there's no way to spin this as bad news, man. Just be happy. Like we're all getting a better life situation, more money at Christmas time. That's awesome. Good. Be happy for your neighbor. No, I have to hate Trump the most. Okay. That's the highest priority of, uh, of of all these people. Whatever. Enjoy it. See if it works out as an electoral strategy. Speaking of electoral strategies, uh, that's not at all what's going on with Nancy Pelosi and impeachment. No, that's just loyalty to the Constitution. Uh, that's that's what this is all about. I love it. We got that more of that from Nancy Pelosi this week. She trots out and frames her press conference announcing the, announcing the articles of impeachment as this is what our founding fathers wanted. This was our founding philosophy. Like you'd just, give a yeah. shit, you ancient hag. Yeah, suddenly. Never cared about that before. This week, of course, we saw more impeachment hearings in the House Judiciary Committee. They trotted out law professors. Don't worry, we're not going to go through these law professors. One of them ripped Baron Trump or made fun of Baron Trump. That was a whole controversy. But these are supposed experts on impeachment. Um, they're just partisan hacks with advanced degrees. That's all they are. They're just people expressing opinions. You can agree with the opinions or not, but they have no legal implication. And I know that impeachment is a political process. It's not a legal one. But the point is, your opinion on whether the Trump commit, uh, whether the president committed an impeachable offense is just as valid as theirs. I don't care if they're sitting on, right. if they're the dean of Harvard Law School or some crap like that. I don't care. You hate Trump. So fine, you hate Trump, you want him gone. Fair enough, that's your opinion. Just as valid as the next guy's. More importantly though, Nancy Pelosi comes out Thursday morning and she says that she's directing her committee leadership to start drafting articles of impeachment. So in layman terms, what that means is the formal charges against the president. These are the charges which the House would vote on and send them to the Senate for trial. That's the process that we're starting now. As always, as I mentioned, uh, Nancy Pelosi is guided by our founding fathers, except for every other part of the Constitution. Just this one part, she's guided by our founding fathers. Here she is. Let us begin where our founders began in 1776, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to, to dissolve the political bonds which have connected them with another. With those words, our founders courageously began our Declaration of Independence from an oppressive monarch for, among other grievances, the king's refusal to follow rightfully passed laws. The facts are uncontested. 
the president abused his power for his own personal political benefit at the expense of our national security by withholding military aid and crucial Oval Office meeting in exchange for an announcement of an investigation into his political rival. That's very easily contested. The facts are uncontested. Right. You have not established that uh, going after Joe Biden was the sole or even the primary motive. Also, why is she presenting this like it's new information? Nobody is surprised by this. Oh, yeah, it was a foregone conclusion. Like they were like they were ever going to say, oh, you know, we we um, we did the impeachment inquiry and actually like Trump didn't do that bad of stuff. <laughs> you know, we looked at it and like we were just kind of wrong on it. Of course, they were going to do this. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> she also wants to congratulate her house, uh, her house members or house leadership for their somber approach. They're all very sad. In doing this today, I am asking our chairman to proceed with articles of impeachment. I commend our committee chairs and our members for their somber approach to actions which I wish the president had not made necessary. Oh, so somber. They're all so sad. Okay. Uh, the interesting part of this press conference, at least I think it was the same press conference, or at least the same day, Pelosi leaves the podium. She gets questioned by this reporter, James Rosen, a former Fox News reporter who now works at Sinclair Broadcasting. He, uh, she asked, uh, or he asked Pelosi if she hates the president and kind of lost in this exchange is the context that he sort of mentions, but she kind of shouts him down. Doug Collins, Representative Doug Collins, had made this claim earlier in the week. Oh, Nancy Pelosi just hates Trump. That's all we're watching. And he's referencing that Pelosi interprets it as an attack or an accusation of hating Trump. And this is where we get the I'm such a good Catholic card. How dare you? That offends me. I'm a good Catholic who hates nobody. Here's Nancy Pelosi's exchange. You hate the president, Madam Speaker? Because I, don't, I don't Collins, hate anybody. Representative I don't Collins, have a great uh, in the Catholic House. We don't hate anybody, not anybody in the world. So don't, don't accuse me. I did not accuse you. You did. You did. I asked a question. I think the president is a coward when it comes to helping uh, our, our kids who are afraid of gun violence. I think he is cruel when he doesn't deal with the, the helping our dreamers, that, of which we're very proud. I think Borrowed he's in denial Beto, about the, constitu about the uh, climate crisis. However... That's about the election. This is about the Constitution of the United States and the facts that lead to the president's violation of his oath of office. And as a Catholic, I resent your using the word hate in a sentence that addresses me. I don't hate anyone. I was raised in a way that is full, a heart full of love and always prayed for the president. And I still pray for the president. I pray for the president all the time. So don't mess with me when it comes to words like that. Don't mess with me. I'm the pro-abortion Catholic and the anti-gun constitutionalist. Right. Okay, lady. Uh, so patronizing, too. Wouldn't you rather somebody hate you than be like, I'll pray for you? Is there really a such thing as a person who doesn't hate? I, I, I understand the goal is not to for a variety of reasons. But is there is there a such thing? And is that... Is it even a good thing? Like, isn't it good to hate some things, I suppose? The Bible is filled with righteous anger. So, hmm. I mean, and we also have been endowed with the opposite of love, which some people say is indifference, but really is hate. I mean, we, we're endowed with the ability to hate, I think, for as a protective mechanism. 
Hmm. I just don't buy it. I mean, she hates Trump. That's fine. Just get up there and say, yeah, I fucking hate Trump. She's never going to do that. But this <laughs> whole Catholic I, I hate that she's hiding behind Catholicism because really everything she does is an affront to Catholicism, particularly the pro-abortion stuff. Yeah, the idea that her having a, I guess, I guess that's it. Like the idea that her having a, a, a moment of hate would be a more offensive affront to Catholicism than the dismemberment of children in utero. Yeah, <laughs> like, okay. yeah, yeah. And who knows uh, how many children her her specific influence, uh, how many lives that's really cost. Yeah. I mean, that's not quantifiable, I, but that's so much worse than being like, yeah, I fucking hate the guy. I hate the guy. I hate his face. I, and just constitutionally speaking, speaking of things we resent, I resent that she gets up there and has this universal praise for the founding fathers and their philosophy. And then moments later says, I think the, tr- I think that Trump is a coward when it comes to doing something about gun violence. Well, what happened to that admiration for the founding fathers and our founding philosophy who she also hates because they were white men. And the country is founded upon those kinds of principles. That's where you're wrong. She doesn't hate anybody. How dare you? It's all a farce. Uh, I I found some doctored footage of Nancy Pelosi. I don't know if this has been fact-checked by the Washington Post yet, but check out this doctored footage of the encounter. (laughs) (laughs) Who did that? That's so funny. It was from Trump War Room on Twitter. I don't know if that's an official campaign account or just a supporter account, whatever. Uh, Well done. And then she did a town hall with Jake Tapper and sort of reiterated this I don't hate anybody bit. In in a Catholic faith, and the word hate a person was just, that just didn't happen. You know, the word hate is a terrible word, but you might reserve it for vanilla ice cream or something like that, but not, I'm a chocoholic, but not for a person. Chocoholic. That's the kind of uh, the kind of haul she enjoys. Not alcohol. Chocohol. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. uh, if you're curious, the obvious question is: Okay, what are these charges going to be in these right. articles of impeachment? Reportedly, so far, they're considering abuse of power and bribery, obstruction of Congress, and obstruction of justice. And maybe the Mueller report will make a you know, will be resurrected in return as part of this. But none of these are clearly established by the available evidence or lack thereof. And um, and it's also not clear that Pelosi has the numbers. I assume she wouldn't walk out and do this if she wasn't confident. But as far as the numbers go, former Republican Justin Amash has said he will vote for impeachment. OK, but assuming no other Republicans defect, Pelosi can only afford to lose 19 Democrats. Oh, really? Or eight, it might even be 18. She might be able to afford to lose 18, but not 19. Close to that number anyway. There are plenty of Democrats in swing districts who will have to think thoroughly about this vote. I don't think it's obvious that she has the support. And that'll be politically humiliating if she announces this and it doesn't, in fact, pass the House. Oh, boy, that'll be a joke. It's not going anywhere in the Senate regardless. But if she can't even get it done with her own majority, yeah, it'll be hilarious. And it's not going to help with uh, with people like Al Green. Remember, Al Green came out and said, uh, we have to do impeachment because we're worried that if we don't, Trump will get reelected. That was Something Al Green? to that effect. Oh. Yeah, I've paraphrased, but How that's telling. basically what he said. I love all these idiots on the left that just accidentally say whatever, and everybody's like, shut up. Like, what, we're supposed to be keeping well, here's, secret. Here's Al Green ripping this week's impeachment proceedings because none of the impeachment experts that they heard testify were black or people of color. <laughs> 
It hurts my heart, Mr. Speaker, to see the Judiciary Committee hearing experts on the topic of impeachment and not one person of color among the experts. What subliminal message are we sending? Are we saying that there are no people of color who are experts on this topic of impeachment? Okay. I want to see someone put up a black impeachment expert who doesn't agree that Trump should be impeached. That'll be a real mind bender for Al Green. Okay. Well, uh, I'm ready to move into the rest of 2020 politics here, mostly because I just want to talk about Kamala quitting. Yeah, sure. Should we break or should we wait? Um, let's, let's talk about these. Let's talk about the quits and then take a break. Okay. Uh, before that, though, it's over. Something called Joe Sestak has quit. I don't even know who he is, and I did not want to waste the time Googling to learn. He's gone, though. If you were a Joe Sestak guy, I'm sorry. But it's a big week for people for Democrats quitting. There are a million running, and now maybe there's 950,000 or something. Montana Governor Steve Bullock, who never clipped 1% in the polls, he's, not he's out. Body slam, dude, is he? No, that's uh, Greg Gianforte, although he is running for governor now. So he may be our next governor. But yeah, Steve Bullock got, you know, maybe his 1% in the polls and he got to throw Montana voters under the bus and he got a long paid vacation in Iowa. So, hey, sweet deal for him. And for that, we will we will uh, remember him for what has to be up there in the most embarrassing moments of the campaign so far. Here's Steve. Yes, ma'am. What have you been proudest to achieve as governor? Um, <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. I am happy that hopefully my kids still know my import- most important job is being their dad. Welcome back to Montana, Governor. We're yeah. happy to have you. Okay. Gone but not forgotten. The only, well, there are many you could consider, but one possibly more embarrassing moment uh, was, of course, Kamala Harris getting wrecked on the July debate stage by Tulsi Gabbard about her prosecutorial record and then responding with Anderson Cooper saying, well, hey, Anderson, I'm a top tier candidate. So that's why lowly, pathetic, no friends Tulsi Gabbard would come after me. As I mentioned, I've been looking forward to editing this one for quite some time. Somewhat surprised to do it before Christmas, but here is uh, here is our homage to the Kamala Harris campaign. Did you expect that from Tulsi Gabbard? This is going to sound immodest, but I'm obviously a top-tier candidate. Especially when people are at zero one percent or whatever she might be at. I can only take what she says in her opinion so seriously. <laughs> All right. Well, well, well done, Tulsi. Um, no, there, there's some debate about what contributed most to, to uh, Kamala's downfall. So, uh, like I turned on the Today Show the morning after she quit, and all they mentioned was she sucked at explaining her health care plan. She could never explain it, and so voters yeah. turned on her. They didn't mention Tulsi even once. Now, it is true that Kamala had started sinking in the polls prior to the Tulsi smackdown, 
and the criticism of her prosecutorial record for which she never had a good answer and she tried to clap back almost four months ago at the uh, four months later Mm -hmm. at the last debate incredibly ineffectively when i look at the polling i see both as compounding factors basically so if you look at how this campaign developed she kind of came out of nowhere after ripping biden about busing and she skyrocketed to about 15 percent. she actually at one point in early july was the second place candidate in the aggregated polling at 15 percent to joe biden for just a moment and then in after early july she started to get that scrutiny because she rocketed up Mm -hmm. and she couldn't explain shit that's true yeah and she kind of fell about five points down to about 11 before the end of july and then this happened and it's just been a slow bleed ever since because she's never responded adequately to tulsi's criticism she just never had a good answer for it i don't think that's it i think she's just too shrill I think that that explains 90% of why she didn't catch on because nobody wanted a shrill woman, a shrill old woman that banged her way to the middle to be president. She does have a Hillary-esque laugh. That does not help. The evil laugh. And she laughs at things that are not funny at all. She yeah. just she laughs when she's made a little bit uncomfortable in, in much the same way that Hillary does. She's just, she's really unlikable, I think. But... Actually, you're wrong. Uh, the reason that her campaign failed is because she's a black woman. This is a roundtable panel on, circle barely. jerk on MSM. Yeah, Indian Jamaican woman, which, you know, who can pass whatever. It's a conspiracy theory that Kamala Harris is not an American black. I've heard that before. It's conspiracy theorizing. Here's an MSNBC panel saying, no, no, no it's because this country is racist and sexist. I do think that women are still held to different standards as candidates. They have to have well-run campaigns. Never mind that Donald Trump didn't have a campaign. He literally flew around Absolutely. with hope ironing his pants. They, they have to be perfect on the stump, which she, I never saw her stumble. Joe Biden is beloved. Uh, I'm a fan. He's never perfect on the stump. I mean, I do think there is a gender piece here that we still suck at talking about. Women are held to a different standard, and black women especially held to a different standard. I agree. She had the double-edged sword of not just being a woman, but being an African-American woman. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I mean, the, the idea that she had no missteps, I can't think of any bad moments or gaffes. Okay, first of all, getting outraged at Joe Biden for not supporting busing when nobody supports busing. People kind of enjoyed the moment because it was maybe emotionally powerful for some people. That little girl was me. But then you think about it and it's like, well, I don't want federally mandated busing of kids by race either. Right. There's and I think that. the black community was also like, I don't identify with you because you came from an affluent or at least like upper middle class Jamaican and Indian family. Like she doesn't know the plight of your average ghetto black American. Remember she hijacked an entire debate about slavery uh, reparations. That's right. Yeah. On the basis of having some racial connection to them when she's Indian and Jamaican, she said as the only black candidate on the stage, I feel I should be given some time to discuss the issue of race and Rachel Maddow gave her basically three or four minutes uninterrupted against the rules. Yeah. I think Buda, the black community looks at Buttigieg and then they're like, no. And they look at Kamala and they're like, also, no. Like, we're not speaking with, an with my, my inability to connect with the black community, too. Uh, of course, her prosecutorial record with Tulsi, she never had a good answer there. Yeah. But remember on The Breakfast Club, she talked about smoking weed in college and listening to Snoop. 
which was Snoop's, debunked because Snoop's album yeah. was not out at the time. Right. Either that or she was smoking weed at the time she was a prosecutor in Alameda County, California, apparently putting people in jail or San Francisco County, one of the two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then and then not that anybody really cared, but I did I was just thinking of different moments in her campaign that didn't necessarily go well, just to respond to to this MSNBC commentator. The, the President Trump is retarded and the laugh. Oh, that's His right. retarded yeah. supporters or whatever that Indian guy said. There was that moment too. And then obviously, like who are the racists and the sexists who have jumped ship on Kamala? They're Democratic voters. It sounds like a party, a problem within your party. Yeah. The racism and the sexism issue. Why don't you clean it up over there? And obviously the question too is, okay, when she was in second place in July momentarily, was everyone not racist and sexist then and they've since shifted or they had a moment of non-racist, non-sexist attitude? Whatever. Nobody's more excited about this because he gets to pretend to be outraged than Cory Booker, who is just standing on the sidelines with his 2% going, hey, everybody, look at me. I'm a black guy. I'm black and I'm still in the race. Cory Booker, he sent out an email <laughs> which reads... As the current December debate lineup stands, not a single one of the candidates who will appear on stage is a person of color because he hasn't qualified yet. This is a shame. The 2020 Democratic field promised one of, if not the most diverse sets of candidates in modern history. Though you wouldn't see that from looking at the front runners. Our party is better than this. It's time we show it. And now Cory Booker has his new uh, catchy motto. He's he's outraged and he's doing the media round saying, I can't believe our party has more billionaires running than black people. I've seen the bile, the anger of from my family members to people in the Congressional Black Caucus to uh, leaders uh, of color across this country who just are like, don't, don't understand how we've gotten to a point now that there's more billionaires in the 2020 race than there are black people. At a time when one of the very themes of the Democratic Party is that billionaires and, and, and millionaires should shape the rules. Okay. <laughs> Corey's eyes, one always going over here and the other always yeah. going over there. You never know what you're going to get. Well, maybe I'm reading too far into it. To me, it makes it sound like he's saying being black and wealth are mutually uh, exclusive. (laughs) Like they're, you're either, you're a billionaire or you're a black guy. Yeah. There's no possible way to these. Yeah. There's no intersectionality here. Uh, And and I just don't think it's true either. So specifically without naming names, he's talking about Steyer and Bloomberg, these self-financed billionaire guys who are just doing these ad blitzes all over the country. But they're polling well behind Biden, Warren, Sanders, Buttigieg, all of whom are on the lower end of candidate net worth. So first of all, who cares? Like why? I don't care if a candidate is wealthy. I don't care what any number of their characteristics are. Generally, I think that's true for most voters. So long as the ideas they're expressing are aligned with mine. It's, it's an ideas and a personality thing. I think that's demonstrated here. Right. If anything... The modest support for Bloomberg and Steyer, they each poll at like top end 5% each, maybe. That to me shows the opposite. Like money alone is not successful. It's not enough, right? You need ideas and you need charisma. And right. they I don't think have Trump that. could have done it with, uh, without being a billionaire. Well, and you, if you look at the numbers, remember in terms of both official campaign spending and uh, third party spending, political action committees, all the rest, 
Trump was outraised and outspent by Hillary to the tune of two to one. Mm-hmm. She ran a billion dollar campaign. Gosh, it was are you not serious? successful. It was not when you factor in all the political action committee spending and stuff, which is incredible. Not strictly her campaign money, but when I've seen analysis on this that calculates the whole thing at, at about a billion dollar value. Um, money alone is not sufficient. It does help. It, you know, getting your message out is important, but I think 2016, this current round, it just shows that if you put a billion dollars behind total crap, it's not electorally successful. Mm-hmm. You need more. But good luck, Corey. You keep keep flailing and saying, but I'm black. I'm black, guys. <laughs> we'll see how it we'll see how it plays out. But I, I would I bet Cory Booker, I'm kind of surprised Cory Booker outlasted Kamala Harris, to be honest. Cory Booker will quit soon. Yeah. We'll see. That's so this, depressing for her. She should have hung in until Cory Booker quit or something and like that. I forgot to mention it too, but just the embarrassment for Kamala. I know Tulsi Gabbard is not going to win. I know she has a. It's going to be a difficult path for her to even remain on the debate stage. She popped that champagne because because she's outlasted Kamala, and that's all that really matters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for for Tulsi Gabbard to outlast Kamala is hilarious, and quite frankly, if that's the only achievement that that Tulsi gets out of this entire presidential. Uh, campaign that's a good one man that's a good feather for your cap congratulations well we'll hop into the rest of the 2020 uh, campaign stops after a break we'll talk about look fat and the rest of the stuff pete Buttigieg really struggling out there really trying to lock down that black vote away from cory booker we'll see how that goes feel bad for him if he wasn't so super gay (laughs) i've seen gayer than pete Buttigieg. I don't know. Aren't you the one that told me that his husband is even fancier? Oh, than for he sure. Is? I like, yeah, I, I don't think Pete Buttigieg is obviously gay. Like if I just saw him and talked to him, I would not immediately think gay. He's real but hobbity. At least you got to see his husband, man, man. What is the gay community coming to? If like Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg, I don't even know how to say his name. Still, <laughs> booty judge. Go with the sticks. Yeah, pronunciation. Um, if he is the bear in that relationship, like, yeah, he's definitely the man of that relationship, no doubt. A big olive oil blonde as a soon-to-be mother and presumably someone who's against degeneracy. What are your thoughts on Stick's recent tweets, flippantly claiming porn isn't harmful to society and not a big deal? Um, I was unaware of these tweets. I think that Stick's a he's a libertarian, um, so I'm not really surprised by that. I think that porn is harmful to society, but it's nothing personal to sticks. And to contextualize as much as possible, I saw him in a back and forth with Gab, the Gab account, presumably Andrew Torba running it, about the speech issue. So I don't know what he said about whether or not it's harmful, but I think there's a separate debate there too of one, is it harmful or not? Two, should it be criminalized, banned? And I'm not even saying Gab was making that claim, but... I don't want to mischaracterize what. Yeah, I don't said. want to mischaracterize either side because they've, you know, they're both free speech people. But we do have to but. keep in mind that we have um, a generation of lost men, and I'm not saying that it's necessarily causal, but we also that same generation of men came up from like I think the first porn exposure is age ten for boys. Hmm. Um, came up with the internet where they had immediate access to. Um, all sorts of HD hardcore pornography. I was talking to my husband who's much older than I am. And he told me that uh, when he wanted to look at porn, when he was a teenager or whatever, he had to like 
download a picture and he didn't know what the picture was going to be of and it would take 30 <laughs> minutes and there would always be like a chick in a bikini oh dang it yeah i mean and Struck i think out. that that has served him and his generation well where um, it was an easier task to just go out and get a girlfriend than it yeah. was to download maybe Definitely. that was the proper arrangement yeah maybe and then i think we're really seeing the manifestation like the social manifestation of easy access to hardcore pornography from a very very early age because well, women a, are also difficult now yeah not that, really worth it that's a, it's an unfortunate a combination of forces because that's the other side of that reality that you're talking about where we have a generation of women being taught that you shouldn't want a man you shouldn't want family life you right. should want to be a strong independent woman who don't need no man and mm -hmm. just has a career and lives with her cats and costco red right. wine so we've come to the intersection of like a generation of useless women that aren't worth fighting for and men that are much more complacent with a lack of social interaction yeah. and then access to hardcore pornography, which just is why this is just a disaster. Just wait till you see the surprise cringe segment to close. I can't Ugh. wait. Why Small do you do spoiler, this to me? but oh, it's it's one of my favorites for some time. Uh, just use your imagination. If you have to masturbate, use your imagination, everybody. It's good advice, Skag. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm avoiding comment because there's nothing I can say that won't be. Uh, that won't work against me. Don't and, let me hang on that on that note. Um, uh, JVDude9061, for some reason, I'm having trouble donating to Streamlabs, so I'll have to go through the unholy shithole that is YouTube. On another note, Blonde, I returned from a trip to St. Louis, not shot. Um, contrary to popular belief, like the, the bad area of St. Louis is, um, it's pretty much only in Illinois. I mean, eh, okay, the Missouri side's not great either. But if you just stay out of the city, it's fine. Hmm. There's no crime on the West side. And thanks um, for finding a way to support the show as well. The credit, you're if you're talking about credit card uh, issues on Streamlabs, that has been intermittent. So if you're having a credit card issue, sometimes even a different card works. I don't know what the processor is, what's happening with the processor over there, but also working through PayPal on uh, Streamlabs works as well. Thanks for being patient with us. Is my audio off sync? Is that true? Live chat? Shouldn't Please be don't mess with me. I don't, I don't see an issue on my end and that's what's heading to the stream. Okay, cool. So, um, Kevin Pinkney, Schiff released phone records of Trump's lawyers, which feel slimy, but okay. Why would Nunez talking to Giuliani or him talking to John Solomon be a problem? What crime is being alleged? Um, well, there's never, <laughs> there's never a crime it's, being alleged. Yeah. That that's, that's the issue. You find the crime later and then you try to, well, you, you find a crime and then you try to backfill it with nonsense. That's basically it. I'm getting half good, half bad for the audio sync. Well, maybe Susan has wiki wikied us once again. Son of a bitch. But I don't, I don't see anything on my end, and my end is what's going to the stream. I presume that it's going to just be posted incorrectly. I'm sorry, you guys. I, I know well, because I are pirate they Tucker Carlson every night that watching something that's slightly out of sync is the most infuriating thing. It but should be fine. Us. Are they saying yours is fine, but mine's not? Or no, yours is not, but mine is? Mine's not, yours is. That shouldn't be an issue. I don't even know how that would happen. Because the Just stream refresh, gets guys. I'm sorry. packaged up into one thing and sent to YouTube. So. <sighs> Stupid Susan. Um, Deep Center Field Press. Here is $6.66 courtesy of YouTube after taxes. Have a good holiday and fight the power. We're trying. Richard Enormous. I see what you did there. Had trouble with Streamlabs last time, so I shall preach my gospel here. Pet kitties eat titties, spin fitties. <laughs> well, thank you. Appreciate it. 
Mandatory carry. Well, November sucked. Was educational, though. Eh? Glad I logged out now. Oh, yeah. Log out in November. Um, I'm glad it, well, I'm glad it was worthwhile then. Oh, Caesar. My leg. My leg is sore. Okay. Bad Dad says, what does this refer to and who wrote it? This will not, of course, include persons born in the United States who are foreigners, aliens, who belong to the families of ambassadors or foreign ministers. That is part of, uh, I believe, the debate about birthright citizenship. Uh, that might have been a senator, um, but I've read that quote before. And uh, and yeah, I think birthright citizen citizenship, based on my understanding, is not at all a certain conclusion of the text or the intent right. uh, of the Constitution. So... Um, so yeah, that, that, that one's a fascinating debate. And remember, Trump was talking about executive orders on that issue, basically under the premise to just challenge it to get it before the Supreme Court, because the Supreme Court has never answered this question cleanly. They've sort of danced around the edges as they are inclined to do on a lot of issues. But we should get a firm answer to that question. Gabriel Lopez says, can you put the hate in their heart sounder in white people time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Fat. And glad to see Gabriel again. It's, hey it's been a little bit, so it's thanks for hanging out, man. Fat Hooligan. Um, Matt, a friend of mine, texted that he finally watched some of your videos. His main issue, why does he wear a hat indoors? Oh, well, it's a work in progress. Keep it up, you guys. That's what his takeaway from watching Matt's videos? It's, well, they're, it's only on the this podcast stream, too. It's like a bit of the stream, man. And, and that's the thing. Once you learn with a YouTube audience, it's like once you have a set thing, you can't change anything or else yeah. there will be outrage. Do you remember that one day I wore my hair up? Yeah. Outrage. People, the people went insane. They just went <laughs> insane. Yeah. Um, Mellow E, I would like to say that I like both of you and I hope both of you were well. Please continue to entertain, educate, and give us all truth among the mainstream media. BS. Hail Kevin Flanagan. <laughs> um, Fair enough. All right. Kevin? No. Oh, bummer. Because this uh, is also, it's anti-Semitic, but also is going to get me into beef with Owen Benjamin, and nobody wants that. Nobody uh, wants to have beef with Owen Benjamin. It seems like a battle. Uh, I watched both Home Alone 1 and 2 this weekend. Did you? And there's a lot more Kevin Sounders in there than I realized, so I'm going to have to go mining. Is it because of your um, passing appearance to Macaulay Culkin? I don't know if that was part of it if people aren't aware as children we looked strikingly similar perhaps i will have to share an image for those who don't believe we don't look anything alike as adults thank god but uh He's but yeah out to be kind of a handsome man well he dated mila kunis for a while so good for him and uh for a long time actually but we started watching home alone 3 i've not finished that and uh it seems like absolute trash but i'll probably finish it tonight is I, joe I pesci in, in two yeah, yeah, yeah. The f- one and two are the same characters, basically. I don't know. I haven't seen any of them. Oh, they're classics. You got to watch them. You telling me I have to watch a movie? You should. Home Alone one oh and two. Oh my god! My husband and I watched The Irishman, the new Scorsese movie. Mm-hmm. It is three hours long, and it's like everything that's annoying about gangster movies. It was unwatchable. I don't know. Hmm. It got excellent reviews. I, am I crazy about this? But I was like, I, I wanted to gouge my eyes out the whole time. Let me know. In the I haven't show. seen it, obviously. All right, we should we should wrap this up. And oh, let's do one more. Uh, first son of man, Blonde's baby GoFundMe is halfway to its goal. Go donate now. I did not tell you. Tell you. Thank you, guys. 
Um, let me catch up on Streamlabs really quick. I think we're good as far as messages over on DLive, as far as I can see. So thanks for supporting the show over there, guys. We've got Caesar. We got Cali uh, Soka and Lima. Thanks for supporting the show. I'm going to open the treasure chest for you guys. So hang out a minute and those rewards will be distributed over on uh, Streamlabs. Wow, we got a fair amount. So I might not get through all these right now, but I will check back. Philip says, successful conspiracies are, um, are much simpler than you realize. Think about the rich oil shakes who used to give money to bin Laden when they were bored. Who are they giving their money to today? Who knows? Conspiracy, conspiracize, conspiracy theorize away. Philip also says, uh, there are already enough fuck. <laughs> Philip's getting spicy here. Uh, there are already enough fucked up groups in America. You don't have to create your own donate money to BLM or the communist party or something. Uh, it's easy because they all take PayPal. Philip also says, I can imagine a group of these guys watching a protest the way we'd watch a football game. <laughs> a guy cheers. A guy cheers every time the camera shows up, shows the pink pussy hats and a guy wins five bucks when a burka woman pulls the fire alarm. He included certain names, but I'm trying to keep it PC here as, as much as I can. Philip says, remember when Cory Booker and Beto campaigned in Mexico, campaigned in Mexico. And Tom Perez trying to raise money there. I, I'm I'm not aware of that. Did they do that? Campaigning in Mexico? That's kind I of have crazy no idea. if it happened. Stupid Democrats. Uh, stupidos Democratas. You'd still be in the race if you'd gone to the Middle East instead, Phil says. This is a different Phil. Any response to the latest Saudi attack on American soil must include expulsions. Disavow. Dis- I can't. I can't. U.S. citizens are U.S. citizens. All visitors and military personnel must be phys- uh, must be physically removed. We cannot tolerate this behavior on behalf of the second greatest second greatest ally. I think what he's saying is, at least if I understand correctly, Saudi military personnel. That's what this guy was, right? Uh, yeah. We're talking about like foreign foreign citizens who are maybe military personnel training in the U.S. To give as much context to that spicy chat as possible, Susan, mm-hmm. just so you understand, you don't wiki wiki me. Cameron says the new UPS slogan should be what can Brown do for you? Apparently not be an armored car. Remember that the state should not have a monopoly on violence. You are the last line of defense between you and criminals for sure. Uh, we'll check in on that story a little bit more and we will I'll catch up with the rest of Super Chat um, in a little bit as well. Thanks for supporting over there. All right. The No Malarkey Tour continues, continues through, uh, through Iowa. I don't know how many stops they've had, but no shortage of malarkey, unfortunately, for Joe Biden. Of course, we saw the weird, um, some of his weird speaking engagements prior and his weird finger biting with his, his wife last barely week. Barely speaking engagements, you mean? Now he had an encounter with a, with a voter in Iowa, and this is, um, what's the name of the city? It's some weird name in some weird city in Iowa that sounds like Al Qaeda, <laughs> but it's El Cater, El Cater, Iowa on Thursday. So this guy who's he is a Democrat and he says he's an Elizabeth Warren supporter. He's not going to vote for Biden in the in the caucus, at least in Iowa. But um, but he, he says he has two questions for Joe Biden or two points of challenge. One is that he's too old and two is Hunter Biden's dealings in Ukraine. And in yeah. response, Joe calls the man a damn liar and challenges him to a push-up contest and an IQ test uh, and more. This is what the tense exchange looked and sounded like. I've got two problems with you. One, 
your hand rides over Zion. We all know Trump has been messing around in Ukraine over there. He's uh, no backbone. He's going for that. But you, on the other hand, fetch your son over there. Get a job and work for a gas company that he had no experience in gas or nothing. You're selling access to the president just like he does. Well, you're a damn liar, man. That's not true. And no one has ever said that? No one has heard that? I see it on the TV. You see it on the TV. No, I know you do. And by the way, that's why I'm not sedentary. I don't like it up and... Look, the reason I'm running is because I've been around a long time and I know more than most people know. And I can get things done. That's why I'm running. And you want to check my shape on it, let's do push-ups together here, man. Let's do... Let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. Let's take it on the now, I didn't one, say you were doing anything wrong. I you said, said I set up my son to work in an oil company. Get your word straight, Jack. That's what I hear on the on MSNBC. All you don't hear that in MSNBC. Okay, I'm not going to get an argument with you, man. Well, I don't want to. Well, yeah, you do, but uh, but look, fat, look, here's the deal. You look You don't have to go back home to the truck. What did he say? He said, it looks like you don't have any more backbone than Trump does. Oh. Any other questions? Yeah, I'm not voting for you. Well, I knew you weren't, man. You think I thought you'd stand up and vote for me? You're too old to vote for me. All right, here we go. Okay. So more on the exchange in a moment, but that wasn't all the heat that this guy took. Actually, he was talking to reporters after the debate ended. This guy who challenged him is apparently like 83. You know, he's a he's a senior citizen in his own right. But uh, <laughs> some Biden supporter comes up to him while he's talking to other people after the the event had ended and gets kind of hostile with him. And it seems like maybe they're going to fight for a moment, but then it kind of resolves itself. Check this out. Out of the, the race, put your support. Why don't you just get out of here? Stick it up your ass. Man. A battle royale is what I'd like to see. Just let them all fight each yeah. other. Yeah. The best part about being an old person is going to be just being unabashedly cantankerous. Yes. It's going to be amazing. The one portion of that exchange that is a little unclear in terms of what was said, Biden said, look, look, fat, look. So real quick, I'll just play that uh, exchange once more so you can hear what that sounds like. Uh, I've got two problems with you. Okay, I'm not going to get an argument with you, man. Well, I don't want to. Well, yeah, you do, but uh, but look, fat, look. Here's... Okay, so that it was claimed that mm. Biden had called the guy fat, basically, made fun of his appearance, called him a fat guy, whatever. Simon Sanders, Biden campaign advisor, responds on Twitter. To be clear, any assertion Vice President Biden said a word about the gentleman's appearance is making this something it is not. In the latter part of the exchange, the VP began to say, "Look, facts," then said, "Here's the deal." If you've been to a Biden event, you've heard this before. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't think that he was calling the guy fat. I also don't think he said, look, facts. No, it, I, it, I think it was like an old, it was an old man moment where he was just like, 
saying things that were coming to his mind as they appeared as visual cues. Yeah. I think he yeah. did say fat. He definitely said fat, but I don't think his intent was to call the guy fat. It, it, as you mentioned at the top of the show, it's as if the guy's name was fat. Yeah, like, and then he Bob, did look fat. challenge him to push-ups also. Because the guy said that he's old, I guess. That's, that's why like, I'll I would demonstrate my that. physical stamina. I mean, in any case, Joe Biden is not apologizing about the incident. He said on NPR on Friday, quote, the fact of the matter is this guy stood up and he was, in fact, lying. And I just pointed it out. You're a liar. It's a fact. He lied, period. And so, you know, maybe I should have just kidded with him about that mm. or shouldn't have just kidded with him about that. So whatever. I, do, do I think Joe Biden ha must apologize? Am I offended no, it's not about that. I'm not demanding an apology from Joe Biden. I think this is another episode of a candidate who is just kind of losing it, lost it mentally. This is just a weird exchange yeah. that's just kind of nonsensical. And it, regardless of, I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to sit here and pretend this is some outrage. I just don't think it's good political optics. I don't think anybody looks at this and thinks, yeah, yeah, that Joe Biden, he really showed him. That's a guy right. I want in the White House. Nobody did that. It's not helping. So we'll see how it plays out. I mean, we're only uh, you know two months away now from finding out. Uh, like we like we talked about with Biden earlier, if he doesn't do well in those early states, his support will bail. Will bail. They will jump ship quickly. His support. Oh, he's is, toast. Is, Come on, I can't believe that we're still considering him as like a legitimate candidate. Not going to happen. Well, he's still the front runner by a wide margin. That is incredible. Nationally, but he's not pulling well in those early places. That's why you got the no malarkey tour through Iowa. If he loses a sequence of states early. His support will bail. It's not strong support. It's not super loyal. He's in trouble. And this no malarkey tour is not helping. It's well, been Well, I think they were trying to hang a lantern on it, you know? Hmm. Like, How so? What do you mean? Because he's being perceived as old and out of touch, like Grandpa Joe. And so they're like, let's call it the no malarkey tour <laughs> and, and kind of make fun yeah. of this. I, I hope that's what they were doing. Otherwise, they have literally no self-awareness. Well, the rest of the candidates are not doing a great job of presenting a viable alternative necessarily. Maybe maybe they are. Elizabeth Warren's idea here is actually popular in the left wing or in progressive circles, I think. Mm -hmm. I'm not super clear on the polling, but it's not a wildly unpopular idea for their voters. On Sunday night, Elizabeth Warren tweeted out that she wants to be the last president elected by the Electoral College. And uh, it, the tweet included a video of her responding to a voter's question. As a presidential candidate, what are your thoughts on the Electoral College? I want to get rid of it. My goal is to get elected and then to be the last American president elected by the Electoral College. Popular vote. Um, I just think this is how a democracy should work. Call me old-fashioned, but I think the person who gets the most votes should win. So I'm in. It's not old fashioned. Our founders did not believe in democracy or direct vote for a reason. How's that old fashioned? I just think this is the way a democracy should work. That's why we weren't designed as a democracy. We didn't want, we're a constitutional republic to protect people's freedoms and decentralize control. Mm -hmm. So we have mostly autonomous states. United States of America elect the president of the United States, not the United People of America, not just a big mass of. 300 and some million people where 51% get majoritarian rule over the 49. That's exactly what our system is designed not to do. Yeah. 
but Elizabeth Warren's going to stand up there and and uh, pretend otherwise. It's short sighted. I, mean, I mean, what if people get run out of cities? Yeah. Or what happens if Trump um, wins the popular in 2020, but loses the Electoral College? You think suddenly you think they'll stick with their principles and say, well, Trump won the popular. He should be president. Or is this just based on I want to win? Yep. Is it just that simple? It's um, the Electoral College is a, is a difficult one to argue with a lot of people because without thinking about it, um, without thinking about it, it makes sense. Like, oh, yeah, just most votes should win. The Electoral College is kind of a complicated system that is not easy to think about in very quick terms. It's not like a, it'd be hard to make like a quick selling commercial for the elect- Electoral College, you know? But I think we, for whatever reason, we as a country have a very poor understanding of the quality reasoning and the quality philosophy behind it. At the end of the day, it's just poor about education. making sure, yeah. yeah, it's just about making sure you and your state have basically autonomous control. Somehow people don't like that. Oh, I, I don't want to have control over my own affairs. That's why you have all these states joining this interstate electoral college compact yeah. where they award their electors to the national popular vote. I get it. It's your state. Award your electors how you want. But these places that are voting this way are saying, we are surrendering our state's autonomy to a simple majority vote of the rest of the country foolishness <laughs> absolute nonsense well it just goes to show that democrats they'll they'll always they need immediate gratification yeah they, they they're like children in the sense and they don't anticipate what's going to be bad for them long term i think that that's really uh, apparent in the impeachment proceedings it's like what are you doing to your chance of winning the general election, you morons. Remember when Nancy Pelosi was saying not even a year ago that she wouldn't do any impeachment proceedings unless she had bipartisan support. I guess they're counting Justin Amash, the guy who quit the Republican party. The one guy guy. that's bipartisan. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mayor Pete, we've talked about mayor Pete's struggles, ongoing struggles with black voters over the last few weeks. And there was a hilarious development in this arena. There was an event in Iowa to showcase black support for Pete Buttigieg. This, uh, the candidate himself was not there and this was not an official campaign event. So just kind of, you know, supporters of his, um, particularly black supporters of his, uh, hosting their own event to just talk about their support for Pete, I guess it gets disrupted by a white black lives matter supporter who shows up and starts questioning yelling really who chose these black people as leaders calling the event a farce and one keep an eye on i'll try to pause it here one of the events or one of the attendee one of the attendees momentarily threatened the disruptor with his cane check this out where are these black leaders who chose these people as black leaders these black leaders are here to talk about pete Buttigieg. So there's Kane guy and he gets pulled away. <laughs> Is that an old black lady? I can't tell if it's a guy or a woman. Or guy yeah, guy or a chick. Why is this gay Mexican? Yeah, I couldn't. I said he's white. I can't even tell, but he's definitely not black. That's the point. Like, he's not a black guy for sure. You black people are bad at choosing your own candidates. Okay, thanks, man. So thoroughly confusing. I don't even get what just happened. (laughs) 
basically a bunch of black people getting together to talk about how they support Pete Buttigieg and some guy of another race comes in in a Black Lives Matter t-shirt and lectures them about their poor choice and an old man... Was that shirt a, ironic? Was he serious? Is he actually no, it's serious. part of Black Lives he's, Matter? He's apparently actually a Bernie supporter, this guy. Because there was some ongoing back and forth between the Bernie campaign and the Buttigieg campaign and Bernie saying, you know, I disavow any kind of disruption like this. It was not done on our behalf. I don't know. I, it's... I, it's just a non-black guy going in there to lecture people about how their chosen candidate is bad because Pete Buttigieg is bad for black people because he said that like black culture doesn't value education eight years ago or something like that. You're never going to hear me say this again, but I find that racist. I think that what just happened is, <laughs> is actually racist. As in going into some place and saying, you people of a different race than me are poor. You're bad at choosing. While acting on behalf of a black organization yeah a black interest group yeah yeah that's well racist yeah. pete Buttigieg says you're racist more on that in a minute but first he uh, apparently pete's strategy is to go for that beto vote that's up for grabs after beto quit he's talking <laughs> to a voter in south carolina by the way why is pete in south carolina he's trying to get some black support so he had he it's like yeah i was good enough i'm in the lead actually i'll head off to south carolina and see if i can i don't know go to some fried chicken restaurant or something like that. I don't know what he's done so far, but expect something on that level of cringe soon. And he's talking to a, a, a Spanish speaking voter in some sort of diner. And he's asked about the availability of his Medicare for all plan for illegals. And he says, yeah, um, it, it's very important to me that everybody have the option to buy into my healthcare, my government healthcare program, regardless of immigration status. Okay. Yeah, all that time at that Hispanic gay club really paid off for him. <laughs> He's pretty fluent. Great job. Yeah. To be fair, I want to be as accurate as possible. Pete is saying that illegals will be able to buy into a government program, not necessarily free or an entitlement, but regardless this of their immigration status, yeah. is still a a public health insurance program subsidized by the taxpayer available to um, illegal immigrants. That's what he's talking about. And if ideas like that make you want to vote for Trump to avoid something like that at all costs, well, that's because you're racist or at least you're indifferent to racism. Here's people who judge at a different South Carolina campaign stop. Anyone who supported this president is at best uh, looking the other way on racism at best. Okay, at, at best. <laughs> you tried calling everyone racist in 2016. Try it again. I'm sure it'll work this time. Yeah, totally. Well, the last 2020 campaign clip I have is uh, Andrew Yang apparently opened a new office in Manchester. I didn't watch uh, this because Man- I wanted to. I wanted okay. to be <laughs> It is like loosely pornographic, kind of. <laughs> Yang opened a new office in Manchester, New Hampshire on Tuesday, and he celebrated by spraying whipped cream into supporters' mouths. These supporters were kneeling before him. Check this out. 
That's a full service presidential candidate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, look at this. We look really yeah. office in style. No office opening is complete. Who's the next? Who's right here? Oh, is that his campaign manager that's like, stop it, you're terrible. It's like, come on, man, let's get out of here. I don't know if this Yang Bang is on Pornhub yet. Maybe it needs to be posted over there. Oh, God, I'd rather watch every Biden clip I've ever seen than <laughs> see that ever again. The part where he says, oh, this is a full service presidential campaign. Like, oh, God. Uh, unfortunately for Yang, I have a feeling we're going to uh, do the Sarah McLaughlin bit with that uh, in a few months time. <laughs> maybe maybe he'll la- it'll probably last through some first votes, at least. So good for him. But uh, you yeah, already that- made a Yang Bang joke, didn't you? Uh, go ahead if you have another one. That was the whole joke. Oh, that's just that that was a Yang Bang? Yeah. What's bad optics about a Yang Bukaki with whipped cream? How could this possibly go wrong? <laughs> I get it. I, I don't want to be too rough on him because he's just have he's just trying to have a fun time. And actually, I should appreciate candidates being a little more loose and just open. I, I like when candidates try to be more personable and just have fun and not be so stiff. No pun intended. But that you also have to have some awareness to realize what just looks. It's not, it's not the silliness of the whipped cream. It's the get it's really, it's the getting down on the knees part. That's what ruined that. Am I wrong? Really? It's not the squirting whipped cream in the mouth part. If the dudes were all standing and he was just, you know, I wouldn't care. It's the kneeling thing. It's the kneeling thing and going, yeah, (laughs) squirting it in their faces. This is not being relatable. That was so, that was so painful. (laughs) I'm going to have was, such weird pregnancy dreams tonight about that. That was some weird shit, but, you know. Anyway, no offense to the Yang Gang. Sorry, guys. I did steal Yang Bang from the live chat. You guys are right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a thief of jokes. All right. We got the uh, the shooting, the Pensacola shooting, and then the UPS shooting, police shooting. Should um, we break? You, we could. We could do that and then just uh, finish up the show after a break. Let's do like 10 lachas. Um, okay. Trent Manslow, Milo, BTFO, polite yet firm style by Fuentes. I haven't watched it yet, but I heard it was good. Um, what did, they, did they debate? I no, I think it. they just had a, a lively, a lively discussion. Wow, I, I heard nothing about this. Um, shouting from the cheap seats. Everyone ready? It's Christmas time. Carolers, Ivy, Advent, reindeer, angels, mistletoe, eggnog, lights, lists. Awesome. Um, I do like Christmas. I kind of feel uh, like that was a trap, but maybe. Did you just get Rachel Dolezald? Maybe, but maybe there's this person really likes. This. Could be Dolezald. Yeah. Um, Fritz Leschenbrenner Trump spent the other day covering for his Zionist puppet Wahhabi friends, telling the family of dead Americans to revel in the fact that they will. By their silence with their in, endless petrodollars is a hot take that I can't opine on. Wow. Um, crazy cool. Atheism is unstoppable is a massive anti-gunner who mercilessly craps on people who don't hate 2A. Have fun with all that. What? I, I, can't, I can't. I don't even know if that's, if that's true. And um, I, I just appreciate I, him being in the live chat. Why do we sure. have to shit on people all the time? Yeah, I, I can't. I, I, I understand where you're coming from. But if, if anybody who comes to visit, I have to disavow or not based on perfect ideological alignment 
uh, I can't, <laughs> like I can't. And I don't, I also don't want to be approachable. Uh, like I don't want to be not approachable to other right. people because of that. You know, yeah. like if he, if he wanted to talk guns, for example, of course I would for sure. Yeah. Um, big red doggy in regards to the shooting in Miami. Remember there's no hostage situation. If you kill the hostage, we're about to talk about that. It, hmm. That is, bungled. it's like the thinking black man meme that the, the Eddie Murphy lookalike guy. I was yeah. shocked to find out that wasn't actually Eddie Murphy. Uh, she was stunning <laughs> and brave. Matt and I once made love. I said, what is that? He said, it's my hairs. The suns make them blonde. The sun makes them blonde. <laughs> I replied, it looks like a cockroach. He mumbled enough of that malarkey and nibble my finger. Wow. It's remarkable how many of those things are true. It was a bad day. Oh. Let's just do two more. Kevin Flanagan says, oh, I get it. Doll's always talking about blacks doing lots and lots of crime. Um, Nobody yeah. asked you, Kevin. Nobody I was wondering you, like how many people would get that because I sent it to my mom and she was like, I don't understand this. I could understand how not everyone would would get the statistics um, just hearing it. Yeah. But like I said, I think Dolezal has to have a little more awareness to wonder why there would be a company wide congratulations about employee performance from Rachel Dolezal. I don't know. I'm sure she does like 100 of those a day. I bet she does one and a week. And they're all goals. She is not doing a hundred of those a day. Are you kidding? Yeah, that's true. Spark Chaser Bear, YouTube deleted Owen Benjamin's channel. You can still find his streams on unauthorized.tv and watch live on DLive at Owen Benjamin Comedy. Yes, you can. This is going to be another, I understand there's, there are a lot of strong opinions about Owen Benjamin. Um, Irrelevant this is, though. This is going to be another big player over on DLive that I think, again, will help to make that community over there a, a bigger place, more vibrant, more fun. So again, you know, never hurts just to go sign up and, and, and that way you have it in your back pocket in case we or anybody else gets Susan Wiki Wikied. Uh, last one, Phil Lowe. I want to use this opportunity to play the card game that I think this crowd might enjoy. Check out Virtue Signal, the card game. Is that a real thing? I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll check it out if it's real, though. Um, okay, cool. Let's talk about the shootings. I'm just going to catch up a little bit on Streamlabs real quick. Raggle Fraggle says, um, Blonde, you need to get in touch with uh, him. Oh, he's talking about the GoFundMe. I'm sure you saw the email Laurel and I sent you. Please reply ASAP. Also, Jay Fry may or may not have said you're just <laughs> you're just getting fat from the anxiety, not getting pregnant. Jay Fry. I've only oh gained three pounds. By the way, thanks for supporting the show, but you it's can always send... Normally, I would like to say, normally, I would always say, don't email me trying to get to blonde because that does irritate me. But in this circumstance, email me if you need blonde's attention for sure. Phil says that uh, Rachel Dolezal should be exhibit A on why the whites need to quit trying to play savior with other groups. The out group won't appreciate it. Their biological children will be neglected and it contributes to the continued yeah. deconstruction of the American nation. Um, yeah, I mean, well, I think. I think that they're, well, I don't know. I don't think that that's completely off base. Let's put it that way, even though I'll probably get in trouble for saying that. Yeah. Phil says, Pelosi has no right to invoke the founders on anything. Her people lost the wars of reunification in Italy and then ran to Baltimore to take advantage of the sweat and blood of the founding stock. The fact she invokes uh, the church is despicable. Well, I, yeah, I can't think of someone who's less aligned with the typical teachings of the Catholic church, than Nancy Pelosi, that seems like a rough sell to me. I'm not sure on what basis she makes that claim. Phil also says, is Al Green saying that the, the, the chosen are white because there's been a lot of chosen. 
this one's a little too spicy, Phil, but thank you. It's some theories about who's behind, you know how theories about who's behind things go. Mm-hmm. Texistentialist says, we need more porn on Gab. Does Gab ban porn? I don't know. Uh, I assume I don't know. maybe since obviously the leadership of Gab is not pro porn, but can, can you actually have a porn account there? I've seen it before, but I don't know if they crack down on it or something. Phil says, uh, is it anti-Semitic for Booker to call out Steyer and Bloomberg? Uh, you'd have to ask Cory Booker. Is Cory Booker an anti-Semite? I don't know. Seems like a reasonable inference from the, uh, from his statements about them, I suppose. All right. Uh, tell me about what happened in Pensacola. We'll do that one first. Uh, we basically have what a Saudi national training yeah. at a U.S. naval he looks air like station. Saudi Urkel. He is like the skinniest neck I've ever seen. Oh, I haven't seen a picture. Like a huge nerd. A member of the Royal Saudi Air Force opened fire with a handgun early Friday in a classroom building at the naval air station in Pensacola, where he was training to become a pilot. He killed three people in what some elected officials call an act of terrorism. It really was. Um, his name, a Saudi national identified by a United States military official as Second Lieutenant Mohammed Saeed Al-Shamrani. Al-Shamrani. Yeah? You know That's what I realized right. I forgot to do? What? I forgot to play this last week, but I didn't play our Terror Attack of the Week sounder. Oh, no, I'm sorry. And now, the nothing to do with the religion of peace terror attack of the week. Hello, Akbar! Sorry for the delayed gratification. I just, you know. It's okay. Try to milk my intros and sounders. Um, he was killed by a sheriff's deputy. And okay. eight people were wounded. So he, eight people were wounded by his gunfire. Uh, yeah, presumably. And, yeah. Okay. Uh, so the shooting took place over two floors in a classroom. Uh, two deputies were shot in the gun battle. Well, I guess six people were, well, yeah, yeah. But two, two of them are deputies of the, of the wounded. Gotcha. Okay. Sorry, I have dog hair in my nose. Gross. Oh, so itchy. It's um, all the coke you do. That's I know, the really. accusation. Uh, two, I'm pregnant. Two deputies were shot in the gun battle. Um, they're expected to recover. I don't know why they mentioned this. I think I got this in the New York Times, but I thought it was strange that they mentioned this. I think I'll mention why I think they did. The gunman used a locally purchased Glock 45 9mm handgun. Normally they wouldn't have mentioned that, but then they say with an extended magazine and had four mm-hmm. to six other magazines in his possession when he was taken down. Okay. I'm not clear on the law on this. I read that he had legally acquired the gun, but I, I was somewhat surprised just on a layman level to know that say a foreign national here for military training can actually purchase a gun. I guess at a U.S. gun shop is where he got this. I, 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 I don't know what the laws around that are, but I was sort of surprised that that's the case. Yeah, uh, but why do you, they typically don't mention handguns, especially in the New York Times in mass shootings? Oh, why you're just you, you're you're thinking they're getting at the um, the extended mag. I think they're getting at the extended mag. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's so many different mag configurations for Glocks that who knows what they even mean. Like by some people's definition, what Glock 45 I think like? has a standard capacity of 15 in the normal mag, something around that. Mm-hmm. Even that would be considered a high capacity magazine, as many states are concerned. But yeah, you can get. 21 31 whatever glock mags are <laughs> they're everywhere in the millions they are they're spring inside of a plastic case right the idea that you're going to um that you're going to crack down on glock extended mags good luck or that even that if they do this. with the manufacturing process i bet this could be replicated very easily with 3d printing they're it's already 3d printing a like 
basically everything in the Glock but the barrel, yeah. more or less. And we'll see how we'll see how the rest works. Uh, so good luck with that. Um, he yeah it does say locally purchased, so I presume it was in Pensacola. In yeah, or just you know in Greater Florida, whatever. Right. Um, six other Saudi nationals were detained for questioning near the scene of the shooting, including three who were seen filming the entire incident. Really? Okay. According to a person briefed on the initial stages of the investigation, they followed that up with like, there's no reason to think that they had anything to do with this thus far, but I'm sure they did. Um, and then I was unable to find the manifesto or anything confirmed to be the manifesto, but I've heard um he purportedly wrote an anti-american anti-israeli tweets before the rampage and posted a short manifesto to twitter but they immediately nuked the account hmm. where he, and you haven't seen the text at all i haven't seen the text i didn't look super hard i bet it's on 4chan if i could but this it. is the basis on which they're calling it a terror attack is this stuff yeah okay citing the site intelligence group a group that monitors jihadist media Okay. Did anybody in the live chat actually read this manifesto? Because I think maybe I just got to the story. They're saying Cernovich has it. Okay. Maybe uh, I'll have to check that out. I mean, they. Uh, it does seem odd that we're just going to allow. I, I know that Saudi Arabia is considered an ally, I guess. We're just going to allow foreign military personnel to come in uh, and we're not going to vet. Uh, presumably, if he has this Twitter account with all this stuff on it, that would have been there would have been some public access and some of this sentiment expressed prior. It just seems like a lot of this, a lot of this could have been prevented. And what's the benefit is the benefit that what's the trade-off that is to say, like, is it really beneficial to our country to have Saudi air force personnel training in Florida? What's what's They're the, so super essential. What do we get out of this system. deal? Which, which puts not only our country at risk, but our service members at direct risk in this case. And I wanted to comment too, because I've seen Elizabeth Warren was even tweeting out this week, but I've seen tons and tons and tons of blue check takes talking about how, look, not even our military personnel can stop a crazed gunman. That's why the only answer is to restrict gun access as though though everybody's walking around this base or other military uh, facilities and everyone's armed. In fact, it's quite the opposite. They have, of course, there are armories on uh, in in facilities like this but generally speaking all the firearms are locked in an armory they're taken out for training purposes there are military police who are armed law enforcement personnel who are armed but your average um your average service member walking around not only isn't carrying they're banned from carrying and there are significant consequences to their career punishment all of that if they're found carrying their personal firearm. Right. A lot of places don't even, some place, as, as far as I understand, it varies. Some places will allow you to have a personal firearm on this sort of base, but it has to be locked in an armory type facility or an armory type room. Other places I've read, you can't even have a, a personal firearm anyway. Like you just can't have one, let alone carry it. Yeah. So the idea that oh, they, it was a whole bunch of guys walking around with M4s and they couldn't stop this shooter no, nobody's armed except, well, that, and that's, I guess what I found odd about this too. It was whatever County Sheriff who stopped the guy, not, you know, some Naval personnel. It was local law enforcement mm-hmm. who had to respond to the scene to stop the guy. I take that to imply that basically nobody at the base was equipped to stop him or able to stop him. Right. Maybe I'm missing something. No, that was my takeaway from it, too. Um, I don't know how she could draw that conclusion from this instance. It's like they'll use any 
shooting to try to determine that it's, it's yeah. insanity. Oh, I got a picture of the guy, the pencil neck man you were talking about. <laughs> um, and, Saudi and Arabian or by the way, the, since all of these military bases are federal property, it, it overrides state law. So even if you're a state where you have constitutional carry, like in Idaho for you, if you, if you had, if you were in any kind of military service and you had some sort of um, base facility, some kind of military facility in Idaho, you're mm -hmm. an Idaho resident, you're in the state of Idaho, you have constitutional carry, because you're serving your country and you're on federal property, you must disarm. That is, at one level, I think that's unconstitutional, but at another level, it's, it's a damn shame that as part of the, what we're already asking from people who are serving the country, we're also asking them to, to make themselves defenseless in such right. a scenario. Right. That's some bullshit. I wish we could get some of this, uh, some of this scaled back. But, uh, and of course, you know, it's it, uh, all, all the, I actually, um, we, I, I can't name any names, but we had a listener of the show who was immediately near this, like was within feet of this guy reportedly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to everybody who's involved, I, I just hope the best and, and all the best. I mean, the, the other thing too. imagine you think of how horrific it is to receive the call that um, that your family member has been KIA or your family yeah. member's been hit by something in Afghanistan or Iraq and how terrible that is. Imagine getting the call where it's like some Saudi guy shot up the place. Sorry. Right. Right. What what the hell? I mean, it's not. I, I'm not trying to diminish it. That that's not at all my point. My point is just that, like, aren't we better as a country than to make our service members helpless before a foreign power who can come in and just arm himself and wreak havoc upon our servicemen? This is this whole thing is just an embarrassing episode. I, I hate everything about this story. I know, and it's not going to get any better because the next story is even <laughs> this UPS shooting is. I laugh not because these things are funny, but because my God, some of these things are so absurd. I see no way to process them. And this UPS story, as I said, I've only seen the headlines and I've seen the video. I'll play what I can play, but it's so outrageous that I feel like I have to be missing something. I can't possibly I have all are. the facts. No, I, I think that this was just bungled horribly by the police. A pair of armed robbers and two others, including the driver of a hijacked UPS truck, were killed in an exchange of gunfire with South Florida police officers after the suspects led authorities on a high-speed high chase. The robbers held up a jewelry store on Thursday before commandeering the UPS truck and holding its driver hostage. After fleeing the scene and evading police for dozens of miles, the truck stopped in the middle of rush hour traffic as armed officers surrounded. A total of 19 officers fired at the truck. Um, in one video, a person caught between the UPS truck and law enforcement captured recorded the shootout from inside their vehicle. I think that that's probably the footage we have. The footage I have is some guy's cell phone recording of the live TV broadcast. Oh, yeah, that's right. And basically what you see is police officers light up this UPS truck and you can see the UPS guy who's a hostage in this scenario, right? Mm -hmm. He get, I mean, it's far enough away that you can't see detail, but you can tell he's been hit. He's kind of crawling out of the UPS truck and he's bleeding out on the interstate. And, and again, yeah. I can't show any of that, obviously. So what I'm about to show you is not necessarily graphic. You'll just kind of get more of a narration in a general sense of what happened. Back westbound towards Flamingo Road. You can see all the cars trying to get out of the way. Uh, we are told that there are at least two people in there. Of course, the driver 
of who we believe is the suspect in this armed robbery, and then the UPS driver who we're being told is, is just- All right, sir, watch, shots fired, here it comes. Okay, this is, this, this is going down now. These two, the officers have gotten out, their guns are drawn. Obviously, this driver is stuck in traffic. More uh, items being thrown out the window right now. Um, and it looks like, oh, shots fired. Uh, okay, I think we have to cut out of this. Oh, they caught the fucking UPS guy, man, I'm telling you. Okay. Yeah, totally. Oh, he's dead. They're fucking both dead, bro. Idiots, morons. Is there any kind of response from the police department responsible here, or are they have they explained this? And are there charges forthcoming? Like, perhaps they have by now. But uh, as I was prepping for this, I didn't see anything. Um, but the FBI's commented on it. There was exchanged fire between law enforcement and the suspects, and unfortunately, the suspects are now deceased. Says a special agent in charge of the FBI and two innocent people, but. Two additional innocent civilians were also deceased. Right. Think, think about the phrasing. Were also deceased. I just, I need what I need is an explanation as to why it was necessary to unload on that truck at that specific moment. I mean, even abs, even the UPS guy still being in the truck and a hostage. You're on an interstate. You don't have a clear shot. You look at where those police officers are in relationship to that truck. You have other civilians in cars on the other side of that truck. Right. How, how could you possibly just open fire on that thing? I, again, I know I say this not as any kind of tactical expert. I'm not an expert in law enforcement or military strategy or how to keep people safe or anything. I'm just looking at this as a layman, observing it like anybody else. I can't make sense of that. I can't understand the decision-making in that situation at all i well I, also talking about the the fbi's comment on this is such bullshit because they talk about the exchange of fire between law enforcement and the suspects uh 19 officers fired at the truck they were just shooting up the truck yeah. indiscriminately this wasn't in exactly an exchange of fire situation and yeah. i'm pretty sure they were aware this was a hostage situation okay maybe that would be a def that could be a defense not that i would be satisfied but if they were totally unaware that like the, let's say they were under let's say they had the understanding that the UPS truck was stolen and they were being shot at by two robbers from within maybe that would help me understand a little bit more i don't know that i'm still completely satisfied given the circumstance of all the other people involved do we know another the second bystander person, was killed too. the second person was not in the UPS truck that's no, just also killed UPS driver Frank Ordinez who was taken hostage and Richard Cutshaw who was driving home from work oh my god yeah that okay and <laughs> to the point that we heard in some of the super chat earlier you're you're telling me you want these people to have a monopoly on force yeah i get it like generally we we all agree that in just day-to-day -day sense the government police have a monopoly on force from a law enforcement perspective but the point is if you don't have preparation in reserve if you don't have the ability to challenge a government that decides to do stuff like this you want to be a hundred percent help I want to trust the cops just like everybody else does. And I want to call the cops when things are bad. This and is I absurd, will. though. What but were they the idea that here? these people will always be sufficient and never mistreat the public. Yeah, that's that's a gamble. I don't think anybody should take I, this is <laughs> it. How many? I don't know. You start getting a small police force obeying Beto's orders, for example, and you start to see a lot more bullshit like this, more in the context of people's homes rather than on the interstate. Live chat, this was but, not Broward County. It was Miami-Dade. 
Okay. People are like, this is Broward County again. Holy, I, I, I feel this is one of the example of a story where I'm just baffled. I'm like, I, I don't know what to say about it because it's so ridiculous. I can't believe those decisions were made. I can't believe there's got to be people fired yeah. over this. There's got to be charges over this. For sure. Nothing's going to happen to any of these people. But like this also was a was a stupid crime this was like a, a standard brother crime like i, I couldn't what did believe they, yeah, what did they do again they stole the truck obviously yeah but, or was, hijacked they were the like truck. we're gonna rob this jewelry store and then steal this truck it was like they so they're playing like real life gta basically yeah exactly yeah. so the fbi identified the slain robbers and hijackers as lamar alexander and ronnie jerome hill hmm. okay names presented oh. without commentary i didn't say anything well, ask Rachel Dolezal about that. <laughs> yeah. Really. Uh, okay. All right. We'll just leave it at that. But I'll, I'll, obviously, I'll update the story if we get more. And I, w- I would hope that we get more. My God. We're not going to hear anything else about this. Speaking of outrageous phone calls to get, imagine being the family of that guy or the UPS driver. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, you know, one, one of those rounds got away from us. Yeah. And uh, happened to go through your husband's head or something like that. My God. Especially the bystander. I mean, the, the UPS truck, that's the driver. That's really bad. But the, the, the bystander. Yeah. Like, imagine getting a call, his family getting a call and being like, uh, yeah, he was caught in the crossfire of a, of a hijacked UPS vehicle after a jewelry heist. They're like, what? <laughs> Bizarre way to die. I, just, I, I don't understand how that was the one and only opportunity to take them out. Yeah. There, why? why? Uh, okay. I, I'm just asking repetitive questions, though. So we'll we'll update the story when we get more information. We got to move along, and we'll see if this frustrates you even more. Uh, we talked about the Jessica Yaniv stuff a little bit on uh, Wednesday when the story was uh, kind of developing. But uh, of course, recall Jessica Yaniv is the Canadian transgender activist who was previously attempting to force Salons to wax his balls. I believe he lost that legal battle, right? We that got resolved. Yes. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Yeah, he, he's at it again, this time demanding or at least kind of implying a demand that a gynecologist see him despite his total lack of female reproductive organs. On Monday, Yaniv tweeted, I think the tweet might be deleted now, but this was the tweet. So a gynecologist office that I got referred to literally told me today, quote, we don't serve transgender patients. And me being me, I'm shocked and confused and hurt. Are they allowed to do that legally? Isn't this against the college practices tagging some kind of, um, you know, Canadian college authority or whatever, professional authority, professional board. It's unclear right now if Yaniv plans to again, use legal mechanisms to force himself upon gynecologists now, like he did to these spa people or these salon people with the ball waxing. But it does seem that he is going to continue trying to cash in on, you know, bullying other people. Basically, there's not much more information here yeah. yet, but it would it's a reasonable prediction that this strategy of just going after people and forcing him to do forcing them to do weird stuff for him is going to be repeated. And we'll see what the Canadian courts decide. Is this what Jessica Yaniv's human yeah. rights? I mean, what are you going to force him to do? Like poke your nuts? poke your butthole like he, he you don't have female reproductive organs for him to inspect what right. is he supposed What's to the do plan? yeah i don't know i mean a testicular exam i guess <laughs> find out i yeah we'll see how that we'll see how that goes if uh if the if the canadian courts decide in yaniv's favor all right i teased it earlier i'm just excited to get to um 
to this surprise cringe. So here you go. Check this one out. This is Tori. She fell in love with Travis and Ethan and Mark and Chris. Their four-way relationship is working wonders for them. How will this poly relationship cope with a further addition to the family? This is the room that has the bigger bed um, that people will swap in and out of every night just so that everyone can get equal turns, you know, sharing a bed. How often do you experience jealousy in the relationship? Regretfully, a lot of the time. <laughs> you have a tendency to talk around the moment of, hey, I need some time with Tori, rather than actually <laughs> saying it outright. Would you ever consider a romantic relationship with each other? I guess I'd be, I'm open to it, but I'm not going to go after it. I know Ethan and I sort of tried back in high school, and that kind of flopped really fast. So Chris is the biological father. Um, we just know that because of timing. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as, I guess, socially goes, we're all raising the baby together, so everyone's dad. I mean, I grew up with the idea of, you know, one dad, uh, one mom, but um, there's a lot of support between all of us dads. Having an unusual relationship structure has meant they've all received judgment. This is the most offensive thing to me, is that they have the stupid stick figure shit on their car, but it's four dudes and a chick that's the worst part anyway almost done in different forms my family is slowly coming around to the idea the pregnancy has helped with that <laughs> read the text by the way <laughs> just if people can't read them this from the guy's family the dad's family the dad says the biological dad I just really wish you could be as excited about this as I am. Family member says, what? You moving out? Dad says, I was looking forward to each of you, to telling each of you so much. <laughs> She's fucking pregnant? You'll have to wait to hear about it like everyone else. I've never been more disappointed in you also met <laughs> after everything else. By Tori's closest relation. I will okay, okay, this is Tori's family. Admit that since I'm her older brother that I just have that tendency, I suppose, Tori's, to Tori's be protective. Brother. I wasn't expecting the pregnancy announcement. That one was a little bit of a shocker. I just feel like the more love that you could put in, the better the outcome for the kid can be. I'm a little partial to us, That's but so I couldn't think of a better family to raise a baby. I'm definitely excited. This is going to be an adventure, so I'm more than ready for it. Okay. Uh, how old would you estimate the chick is? They've got to all be in their 20s, right? How, if you had to take a stab at an age. 27. And how old would you, what would you guess the age range of the dudes is? 18 to 31. Okay. Pretty close. But they, they are drastically younger than I would have guessed. The chick is 20. Oh, God, so, she looks terrible. And the dudes range in age from 18 to 23. That's pretty surprising to me. Oh, I thought God. they... All, anyway, this is 20-year-old Tori Ojeda, and they all live in Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, of course they do. Tori is due with Chris's baby in February. Tori learned she was pregnant in May by Chris, and she got engaged to Travis in July. Now, as I mentioned, the underrated part is how they just pass off Tori's fat sister as her brother, Alistair. Uh, I'm protective because I'm her older brother. <laughs> hmm. No, nothing weird there at all. You know, I'm just your stereotypical big brother, naturally driven to look out for my younger sister. Okay, Alistair. 
whatever you say. No, I, I kind of like you, that name. That sucks. It's very uh, English, isn't it? British. Oh Alistair? God! I where do I start with this dude? What do you, What do you want me to say here? I mean, this is just this is exactly what we talked about at the beginning of the show. The intersection yeah. of like the incel porn addicted generation, like inaccessibility to real quality poon <laughs> just leaves that this, this fat Mexican chick is able to have four boyfriends in previous generations. She would be undateable. Undateable. Yeah. yeah. I thought you'd have uh, appreciation for Chris's family. That's like, what that bitch is pregnant you, you fucking degenerate <laughs> they could still salvage this this situation okay like hmm. i mean this kid's gonna be screwed up because these people are clearly screwed up but... gonna need a desmond fund for sure a defense fund yes. for future murder of all dads and mom let's say this little ginger dude no matter how ridiculous the statement may sound let's say this little ginger dude gets red pilled hard all right okay kicks out all these other beta males and is like, oh, you're, you're saying my the dad. Yeah. Oh, he, 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 okay. He takes ownership of the situation. Takes ownership of the situation, enslaves his wife, kicks out all the other dudes, makes her lose a hundred pounds and get her tattoos removed. That's the only salvaging. Yes. Female How? subjugation is the answer. I don't think there's any always. hope of that happening though. I think this guy, dude, there's a baby involved now. They've got to fucking figure this out, figure it out. What percent chance do you think that Chris is for sure the dad? Because I don't know. I mean, if it's just based on the timing, then she must have only been having sex with one of the guys a month. But she said at the start, like, this is the bed that we all share and they swap in and out so they all get their same time. Now, I interpreted that to mean, like, they're swapping on, like, a daily or, like, within a, a daily time frame. Maybe she, what do they each get a month? Like, they swap out monthly? Well, you can only get pregnant five days a month. Yeah. Supposedly. You really can only get pregnant two days a month. You have the highest likelihood of getting pregnant two days a month. So if she's using natural family planning because she's clearly not on birth control, then she probably knows who she was banging in those two days, and it's him. Hmm. She sounded I, pretty uh, sure. I bet. I mean, they can do paternity testing too. Well, I, 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 I think you might be in for a shock in this one. That baby's going to come out looking like one of those other weirdos. Maybe. I was just surprised that any one of these guys is potent enough to get the job done, to be honest. Uh, yeah, good, for, good for Chris. It's the pipes still work, I guess. Good for you, man. Um, and then the obvious question that I think is worth discussion. I was reading this Should is we from execute all these people by firing squad. A variant of that question. This was uh, this is from the Daily Mail, this story. And I was reading through the Daily Mail's comments, and there are actually a lot less comments on this story than I expected. But a lot of the uh, debate, there's kind of two sides of this. Uh, one is a lot of people saying like, I don't care, live and let live. And then there's the firing squad people like you say. And, uh, I guess, I guess I was thinking about my own perspective on legal intervention in cases like this. Is this a case for legal intervention? Would you say? Yeah, but I have so little faith in putting kids into the system. I mean, once you get put into foster care, your chances of getting sexually abused increase drastically, but then like, She's also living amongst a bunch of men, some with questionable sex or sexuality that are not biologically related to the child. So that kid's already kind of in the situation where he might be getting diddled by one of these weird Star Trek dads. I what was trying fuck, to. I was gag. <laughs> this makes me mad at you. I'm mad at you. <laughs> There's listeners who sent this to me. So thank you guys. This was a, this was an absolute bomb to drop at the end of the show. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed. Although I hate to hate to enjoy it because I don't want to lose sight of the fact that there is a kid involved. And that's why I was thinking about these issues because 
listen, all the best to that kid. I hope these people get it figured out. I hope the kid grows up happy and healthy. <laughs> is this, is the, yeah. yeah. Do I think that that's a likelihood in this arrangement? Not as high a likelihood as it would be if maybe mom and dad got married and stuck together. And that kid is screwed because yeah. even if they don't, he doesn't grow up with four dads, four weird dads or whatever, this information is still out there. Like mommy yeah, and daddy, why yeah, are you yeah. so fucking weird? Why are you so weird? This I, I is guess, weird for Florida. I mean, this this to, this story to me is a classic case of the blonde mantra of bring back shame. I don't know that this situation is inherently abusive. It's <laughs> oh come on. I I'll need to. I no one's been abused yet. Let's put it that way. These are all consenting adults, and we'll see what happens with the kid. How pregnant I'm not defending. Is she? I think is this, she she's giving birth in February. Pregnant? Oh, when was she's this? Giving film? birth in February. This just well, the story was just released this week. Uh, Her stomach however, and hairstyle lead me to believe that she might be like eight months pregnant or newly pregnant. I can't. I can't even tell. Biggest flaw here is any kind of cultural celebration of this. This piece kind of is kind of like happy, feel good piece about. It. We have to. I don't think any legal intervention is going to be effective until we as a culture start getting realistic about this sort of crap and saying there's no way that that is objectively no different than a two-parent mom and dad household. That it's just as healthy for the kid to be arranged. This is just unorthodox. It's a little weird, but there's nothing really that's going to harm. There's nothing bad about it for the kid or at least less than ideal for the kid. We have to stop that pretending. I don't know that the law is a, is a mechanism that's going to solve this more than some kind of cultural repair and bringing back. I don't Extended think we family should... sounds promising though. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe seek refuge there. I mean, if I uh, had a choice to like give that kid to the extended family based on that string of two texts, I'd do it. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't fault you in that judgment. Maybe they can go live with, you know, uncle Alistair. Maybe, you know, I think I read that it's a girl. I think I read that it's a girl. She's pregnant with a, a young, That's probably better. A little girl. Although the sexual abuse thing, I don't know if it's worse if the kid's a boy or if it's a girl, because the, some of those dudes were clearly faggots and that's a lot of hate in that heart. What do you want from me? Well, did you catch the you part too where the, to me. the weirdo guy was like, yeah, Ethan and I tried dating a few years ago, but it didn't really work out. Now they have the same partner, whatever. And, and, and again, the sequence that I mentioned too. So she's pregnant by Chris in May and this Travis dude gets engaged to her in July. Is it going to be, I, I guess I don't understand the engagement because legally speaking, you can't have a polygamous marriage i don't know so i only almost one feel of sorry them? for her that she has to bang all these guys it's like i guess narrow it down you... to one gross dude that you have to bang <laughs> once a month is chris redhead guy here going to be the dad but travis is going to be the legal husband is that the arrangement that's being set up here i think so i don't know what they mean by engagement i don't know if that carries legal weight or not i'm so ashamed this is my country even though florida barely counts well, I guess Jacksonville has a reputation. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. This is Let's, the worst thing you've ever done. This one was a rough one. I mean, for me, I, I wish I could have seen my own reaction when I was watching it and they brought in Alistair, the older brother, because my jaw just dropped. And I'm like, nobody's going to say anything about this. We're just going to we're going to act like this is totally normal. There's, there's nothing weird going on here at all. Alistair's just the big brother looking out for little sis. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. It's about time. It's about time to call it a night. 
yeah, I mean, I started off this this uh, episode and I'm like, oh, maybe the pregnancy has made me really soft to Joe Biden. He's not so bad. Me and Richard Dose, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm like, <laughs> right wing death squads. We need to kill all the people in Florida, starting with this family. You're going to have to adopt that kid into the compound. I don't want that kid. You're the only one who can save her. No, I, I want nothing to do with that kid and its weird genetic profile. <laughs> I don't want to see a face mashup of any of the people involved <laughs> in this story at all. It's Watch a lot the of, kid like come out black anyway. And she's it's like, a lot of unfortunate appearance, but with a lot of them too, this is the thing um, I was thinking about earlier this week with those, the transgender people in Olympia. It's like you, you see people like this that are in terrible shape. They haven't taken care of themselves and they just look unhealthy and awful and weird and ridiculous. And, and then you inbred. wonder, they look and inbred. Then, yeah. Well, some of it too is just like, there's a version of that person in there that if they took better care of themselves would probably be presentable, if not attractive, who knows the variance that people can have in their appearance and their health by making good choices and taking care of themselves is pretty broad. I don't know. Can we get to a screenshot where we can see all the people? Uh, yeah, let me, so I can it. see how true that is. Well, the one dude it has a, definitely has an unfortunate face. He kind of looks disabled in this uh, particular. Is that guy wearing well. a shirt that says "Spare Wars"? Yeah. What does that even mean? I don't know. I don't know what that reference is. All but right, let's get some regular much glasses all of on these that guys guy. in here. Shave you know, his facial hair. He needs to lose fifty pounds. I'm telling you, there's a version of each one of these guys that is is probably decent, and they certainly not that decent dude on the right. He's that a dude's rough. screwed. And this chick, I mean, this chick might be like Chubby Cabra, you know? Did you ever see the picture? Okay, for example, remember Chubby Cabra at, um, was it was in Riverside. Remember, she's the one who stole the MAGA hat and was like, fuck your free speech, boy. Fuck it. And then, you know, whatever happened. Her. Yeah. Did We looked on the show. Remember the pictures of her when she went to college? Yeah, way hotter. Yeah. She was a good looking girl. She was a pretty girl. And then she goes to college. She gets poisoned by this worldview and stops taking care of herself yeah. and she becomes something like this chick we're like holy cow well, okay let's let's try to take a positive approach to this of all these dudes that could have knocked her up the ginger's probably the best option he's got he's a base family he's, he's the, the chad, chad of, of the group because the one inbred one on the right was poking the, the fatty to his left so those two are out yeah, those two have a have definitely done some stuff at, okay. by their own admission. So they're eliminated. The one on the left is so autistic he can barely speak. So he's out too. He didn't say much in this segment. Uh, Based on his they, shirt and his glasses, he's eliminated. So short ginger is clearly the best option because he has a based nuclear family okay. and he's not overweight. Maybe they can maybe they can salvage it. Just well, knock out those other three. Enslaved those her. are the genetics you can save at the compound the best I ones i don't want these i don't want these people <laughs> reformed near me no <laughs> all right just try them like just i hate you right now i feel put I'm people so on the mad. path to salvation all right fine i guess the show's over isn't it it's over yeah yeah well i'm trying to catch up on i'm trying to find where we left off on um uh, on Streamlabs. here we go uh, Josh Allen's, oh wait, no, Renica says, I hate to give a Warren supporter credit, but that was a well-put takedown of the creeper in chief. I don't know how Joe's support hasn't collapsed. He may not have committed a crime, but, uh, but it was unethical. Hope I enjoyed the reappearance of R2 Dindu. Yes. Uh, although I didn't, 
I kind of wanted to, as I mentioned in the video, I, I sort of wanted to throw around some jokes. I just felt so bad for that person in Olympia. This yeah. is a person with real medical conditions, just poisoned to becoming a cartoon character of misery. And I just, I was like, I, yeah. I can't, I can't shit on this. Also, this is, I mean, R2 Dindu is of all of the nicknames, the finest, the best. It's, oh, it's absolutely. the finest one. It's just, uh, it's just I, perfect. It's perfect. That situation. I was like, this isn't a situation like in the context of evergreen, she was rolling around abusing other people, like threatening <laughs> other people in this context. She was just being a miserable person yeah. and talking. And I'm like, that. I just, I, this just sucks. Wasn't this she sucks. rolling around with a bat? No, but the, the, one of her, uh, one of her colleagues was carrying a bat, but not her specifically. Josh Allen's hurdle says objections to the electoral college are all about power. Trudeau just did the equivalent in Canada. And nobody cares. CX 17 apologetics for more on Islam and terror in Muhammad's boom, boom room. <laughs> Same with Sargon's suicide bombing in Islam. At least new England won't get AFC. Number one. Yeah. It looks like they had a rough game today. I didn't watch though. Mellow uh, E says F you YouTube. It's okay to be white for some, from someone who is no, who isn't white, please don't let leftist pieces of shit tell you otherwise. Well, thank you. And you won't be banned by Susan WikiWiki over here on Streamlabs. Raggle Fraggle says, people always say that cops kill brown people disproportionately. UPS lives matter. I hadn't thought of the brown joke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it must have been. Must have been because of the race of that truck. Redica says, I have to be the contrarian and say the cops had to end the threat. The robber was in a 2,000-pound bullet uh, in bumper to bumper traffic, it it does mean the backstop was terrible, and uh, it does mean that the backstop was terrible and caused two deaths. There may have been a better place to shoot him. I mean, I, I'm open to the explanation, but I guess was based on what I saw, this car was stopped or moving slowly. Was there an immediate threat of him like running people over or actually? I need they more explanation of, of the threat. They were armed. Had they, they hadn't shot any civilians and other than it doesn't matter. Police having the protocol hostage. is you try to save the hostage no matter what. Maybe somebody with more police knowledge can explain it to me. I, I'm open to the explanation. I just, as someone, as an outsider to all that sort of, and all that tactical decision-making, this one just makes no Filled sense. Filled with to bystanders me. too. Hmm. Okay. That's all on, uh, on Streamlabs, I think we are uh, all caught up on DLive as well. Looks good. Thanks to our top uh, contributors, Caesar, Cali, Soka, and Lima. Appreciate you guys supporting the show. Thanks for hanging out on DLive as well. Uh, Nevin Gom. Oh, and Robin Riley is in the live chat too. Hi, Robin. Hey. Thanks for girl. coming to hang out. Um, it's critical condition for those of you that do not know. Uh, Nevin Gom. So is it just me or does Susan Wiki Wiki sound like a valley girl trying to hide her accent? Uh, I don't know. She I, and Leslie Salt sounded pretty, pretty dumb. That was, oh God, it was horrendous. Yeah. Um, Darlene Cates, give me money and I'll say whatever you want. They're Democrats. That's why they do. Uh, that's what they do. We don't do that around here. We, we are don't. much better, much more quality people. Hang in there, blonde. It gets better. Um, Thanks. Mellow E, who I did see commented about my natural hair color. As you know, you cannot get your hair done during pregnancy. So enjoy ah. six more months of this, everybody. Six more months. I guess I didn't even notice. I mean, your hair is just like dirtier blonde and naturally than usual. Yeah. I mean, you can see it's like four months. Let's see. I'm, I'm almost three months pregnant. So it's about four months of growth. Mm -hmm. yeah. Screw you guys. I know. 
uh, and thank you for the donation. Why do I like the both of you? I'm not white, not conservative. I'm just me, Mega2020. Keep doing what you're doing. And all hail anime boobs. Well, thanks for hanging out. I would hope that... I would hope that... Uh, well, I know that certainly our, our audience tends to be... Tend to have, tends to have certain perspectives. And yeah. tends to be male and, I don't know, probably tends to be white guys too. But, uh, but I know we have plenty in the audience who... who are of totally different perspectives. And that's one thing I appreciate. And it's fun to hear from them on Wednesdays too. call in and make the case for child transitions and things like that. Child gender transition oh intervention. Uh, Margie feeling guilty. Cause I miss half the show. Remarkable. Cause I'm Mormon and generally feel guilty for nothing. Mm. Wow. If you're Mormon, you can relieve yourself of a lifetime of guilt. Sign blonde up, I guess. You're not I'm that far. Listening. Idaho's got a lot of Mormon presence in the southern part of the state, for sure. I'm interested, but I've also heard that the Mormon community is being infiltrated with LGBT nonsense. No way. Really? I, I have You would think they'd that. be like the last holdout. But you would think. So if if that's... And is it okay to, to join a church, not at all based on whether your belief systems align, but just because you like the community? I don't know that that's a legitimate oh that's uh well you and i go back and forth on that all the time i think if i was going to join a church it would be specifically because of of community um and and finding people who i think are people of good values with whom to build a community that to me is i don't know that there's a wrong reason but that to me is personally more attractive than the spiritual intellectual stuff well but i'm pretty close with catholicism i feel like i'm Almost. Yeah, you'd have, you'd have to make that decision for yourself. But I don't think community is a bad reason to join a church at all. Personally. My husband's never going to let me become Mormon. That's hmm. not going to happen. Uh, no one says, it's always, it always makes my blood boil listening to these Dems praise the Constitution. At yeah. best, their actions and proposals show they see our founding document as a hindrance and a worse toilet paper. That's so true. Yeah. Um, Josiah Lott, Discord server, unironic fascists and, the and theocrats with natural law principles, live chat, libertarians with enlightenment principles. To Matt and chat, natural rights, not the same as civil rights. I don't think I've argued that, that natural rights and civil rights are the same thing, uh, necessarily. There's probably some overlap, though. But I think really natural rights are the only thing that uh, you have a moral responsibility to protect. The rest is, you know... The rest is in some, some, somewhat more of a gray area. Kevin, this is the worst thing you've ever said. <laughs> no way. Come on. Yeah. Real bad. Worse than day of the, the brick, day of the rope, oven ready. I don't even know what this means. Hmm. Who is this a racial slur against? Who's a snow ape? Is that against white people? That's me. That's uh, that's a scandos. Yeah. Oh, maybe you're included maybe in that. Maybe it's so but... bad. I'm Catholic. So your hate and your heart sounded sounder doesn't even make sense you snow ape sodomite You're talking to me he must be talking to me oh Us okay scandals, so that's yeah. not so bad okay snow apes all right you can compare people to apes as long as it's white people that's, that's fine. fine yeah yeah <laughs> Yamafago, i'm just giving you an update from friday matt my beard survived but we managed to raise oh i'm gonna throw up we're good. <laughs> All right. But we managed to raise $900 for the Salvation Army. Good. Thanks again for being there and donating. Sure. Yeah, we did. A, I was a guest on their charity stream on Friday. And uh, yes, that was fun. So thanks for having me. I am sorry I could not make it. I came down with a terrible bout of morning sickness. Hmm. And I could not be there. Um, as it just happened. Uh, Kevin, let me bet this. 
To be honest, the vast majority of our elected officials would be impeached for treason for giving financial aid and comfort to an enemy state that bombs our ships, service members, and buildings. Dun dun dun. That I'm surprised. Well, that 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 passed the spice test, huh? Big LC, I want impeachment to pass the House, and then it'll go to the Senate, and all the inconvenient evidence and witnesses, including Eric, who must not be named, can be brought in. And bullshit can't stop it. It's never going to happen. But yeah, will I'm we ever with... hear from him? Nope. I think he's hmm. just going to disappear into the political ether. Um, downsgated. The only joy this election cycle. Bloomberg spent a record amount on ads. Fifty-seven million. Oh my gosh. Oh, and Sire has spent an insane amount. I think Seriously? it's in the hundreds of millions. If I'm what not a waste mistaken. Of money. Yeah. Um, and our coconut milk mommy still pulls higher than her. I'd love to see him place his money somewhere. <laughs> coconut milk mommy. All right. Um, Joseph Duff Kulisics. Kamala Harris was always in a difficult position. Having only recently dismounted Willie Brown's lap didn't help her that she just thought what everyone else thought until it, until press. That's true. Hmm. Valid. Tulsi does not hope to win in 2020. She's introducing herself to the country for 2024. Could be. She's got a good shot in 2024. Sure. Yeah. Um, Kevin Pinkney, I love that Joe Biden's defense to accusations of selling access is nobody has ever said that. Has nobody told him you would think that he would have come up with a better response by now? Well, people have said it and, and whether or not they've said it is not. Yeah. I mean, that's not a, that's not determining. It has no determining factor on whether or not it's true. Yeah. So yeah, I I would like to hear a better explanation. Nobody's ever said it. Okay. Um, that's kind of the opposite of the Trumpism of everyone says. Did I not say that that was Laurel? I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, she just said that was my comment, by the way. Um, Das Pooch, blonde is right. The science confirms it with brain changes and low T and sperm counts. Porn is bad. She's mm. also right about just using your imagination. It's better. Stop being lazy. Lol. Yes. And pro tip, you can use people you know. So <laughs> Stock up that spank bank, man. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, but I'm just saying. <laughs> You know, you don't have to like watch some chick who's had a thousand sexual partners get railed out by Tyrone. You can like think about this. <laughs> I'm just picturing, I, for some reason, I just pictured the classic like army recruitment poster. Of, I want you <laughs> and it's you, someone, well, our artists out there. I want you to think of me or something. <laughs> no, <like. laughs> no, I'm just talking about, you know, like there's more you. in your imagination. I know than it's hard to think could about, ever than porn could provide. ever yeah. provide. Yeah. All right. Um, air nuclear what is the shoulder of your shirt read blonde it's driving the ocd crazy it is not a it's some tool concert mm. this is tool not los a, angeles california is that what it says looks like it yeah um i didn't even go to that concert uh frank underwood yes it's just a coincidence that porn and third wave feminism happened at the same time it's not a certain cabal of people behind both <laughs> porn and feminism and it's not planned at all <laughs> mm. oh my god come on when it's not Kevin, I don't know. I don't know who, who to vet. You know, such. Well, those puppet masters have a lot of strings. What can I say? Woke tree, <laughs> enjoy some noodle money for your homeland, blonde. What? For the Asians. Oh. Oh. Rice noodles, right? Quantum football. Don't forget to contact your senator in the White House about terror block and to reject the Farm Workers Amnesty Act and try to get them. To subpoena shifts call records. Ooh, I'd love to see that. Mm. See that. Matt Field, um, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thanks for the only Sunday stream worth watching. Don't tell who else streams on Sunday. 
Uh, well, I know, I know there are some other people, but I don't know. I don't want to. Now I can't say because then they're going to get thrown under the bus. <laughs> Christopher Appreciate Walters, it, I want to give a Merry shout Christmas. out to my hetero life mate, Brett Gentile. Look at me. I'm internetting. I have Wi-Fi blonde. Thanks for letting me use your mouth to say hi to my man, Panion. Oh, <laughs> okay. you and Matt rock. That is somehow gayer than those man Panion incels like that, that tried to make a relationship with each other. And I, I can't. I well, can't they're not incels. They're just banging out the same fat chick. That's true. Yeah. That's so much worse than being an incel. Which is a term uh, that case, I don't even yeah. like very much. Um, yeah, that's probably a discussion for another time. But yes, like the shaming or just the assuming, I guess the assumption that like celibacy means loser status. That's yeah. probably what you don't like, yeah? No, I don't like that. I think that all people benefit from celibacy. Or just monogamy, right? Or monogamy. Yeah. But I think that celibacy, like I like this groiper. Un until marriage? Or you just mean like... Yeah, I think that everybody would be better off if they didn't have sex until they were married. Yeah, well, yeah, I think uh, anything that is a scale back from like the idea that there are no, that, that you can just have sex freely with as many people as you want and there will be no consequences. In fact, it's, it's good for you or healthy or something. That's obviously not true. And then, I mean, there's been a lot of evolution in right-wing communities about uh, male promiscuity over the last few years. Because, like, in 2016, when I entered, it was all about, like, um, the pickup artist community. And that's yeah. when Roosh was really big and he was really into, like, you know, he was writing all those books about bang whatever country, teaching men how to be promiscuous. And then now you look at Roosh and he's, like, come to this life of celibacy and he talks about God all the time and Christian teachings mm. and how that damaged his soul. And I think that mm. that's the natural evolution of promiscuity in men. And I really appreciate that he is um, teaching people about this. It's, like, mm. it's really good for for everybody in the community. Uh, anyway, the moral of that story was that Christopher Walters is a huge fag. That's the person <laughs> okay. that just did that. Uh, DSA Kevin Flanagan. Um, okay. What is Cron? I don't know. That's Kevin reference. Q-R-0-N. We're going to get Dolezal. Oh, Pron or Cron? Cron. It's Q-R-0-N. What does that mean? Oh, I thought he was making, I thought he was trying to say porn, but all right. I, I don't know. That one's beyond me. Is it just porn? Is that? Okay. Of all of Matt's ice cold takes, porn love is the coldest. First of all, obscenity laws are constitutional and existed for most of our history. Second, uh, we ban drugs and porn is, a, is as addictive as heroin. Um, what, what was the take that I had? I didn't say, what did, what did I say? Can you not say porn in, in here? You might not be able to. Wow, that's retarded. Uh, do I think that, again, do I think that like government intervention is a, is a likely solution here? Not really. Um, I, I, I think you're going to have very serious uh, conflicts with the First Amendment on this issue. Yeah. When you talk about what is expression, porn is definitively outside the category of expression. I mean, how artful does the video have to be before it qualifies as artistic expression? I'm inclined to preserve the speech angle on that and build a culture that doesn't look to porn to satisfy holes in the lives of individuals. I think we could agree on that. I don't think a yeah. government cram down, like we talk all the time. 
how foolish is it to try to stop the internet? You think you're going to stop the internet? You think you're going to stop internet porn? Yeah, but like, Good what luck. about the access to young men? It's just, it's so. Guess bad. whose responsibility that is? Parents. Parents. Yeah. I, I, I share the concerns about its implications for the development of young people, especially. But the idea that we, if we just locked up enough people or censored the internet enough that this problem would solve itself, I don't think so. I think that's a waste of time. We should be building, you know, households with dads. That's, that's probably what yeah, would solve this problem. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, Joshy boy, Home Alone 3, huh? Well, Matt, I hate to inform you. There are two more after that. There's a Home Alone 5. There, and I, I know there was a four because they said it was like straight to video, but I'm not watching that shit. Theaters are just bust. commit. Watch all of them. Um, <laughs> Nate Early. Hi, guys. are sending some love and support. Keep up the good work. And don't let Susan Wiki Wiki get you down. Yes, The Irishman is three and a half hours long and was mm. awesome. Sorry, Blonde. That movie was a steaming pile of hot garbage. Boo. But thank you for the donation, Nate. I appreciate it. Agent Flippy, love you both. That is all. We love you too. First son of man. Well, thanks. Blonde and Matt have a GoFundMe. Just look up Beauty and Beta on GoFundMe. It was set up because Blonde is pregnant. I did not set this up. Do not donate to it. Don't. Don't do we it. We already discussed the issue at length, and I don't want to rehash it. Yeah. So thank you. Just uh, thank you to everybody, generally speaking. Much thank, thank you to all. Um, Frank Underwood, direct democracy is preferable over a crony republic or parliament system where the representatives serve themselves before the people imagine if we had a vote on immigration. Uh, I guess, but you're kind of asking me to choose between, I don't know, uh, a piece of crap or an AIDS needle on the sidewalk. Like I don't want to choose either of those things. <laughs> They're both, you don't want corruption, obviously, but majoritarian tyranny, maybe that's not necessarily what he means. Maybe some kind of direct democracy system that still respects rights of people. But again, the problem with the electoral college too, is you're, you're saying that majority decision on the national level will guide everyone's lives as opposed to majority decision in say your town or your state or something more local where you at least have the vote of your foot. If you're, if your town makes the decision that you think is crap, you don't like it. You find the conditions unlivable. You can leave. Once you yeah. start making direct democracy decisions at a national level, all of a sudden you have to leave the country to have any sort of um, hope at a life that, that you want to live. Marbo 93 uh, sent us to, as I understand the founders wrote the constitution after witnessing the French revolution, French revolution, also known as the reign of terror. They knew that a direct democracy needed to be deterred. One of the purposes of the electoral college is that it functions as a filter to prevent the whims of mob rule. The rights of the minority shall not be infringed by the will of the majority. That's uh, definitely true. I mean, I think we are constantly underestimating the intelligence of the founders. People act like um, they had no foresight into uh, like clearly inevitable changes like population growth and congregation in cities, which is they knew this was going to happen. That's why they did this. Uh, I think it was brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it's not to say that they were incapable of making mistakes too, or that they didn't get anything wrong necessarily, but with the electoral college, we heard this with Chris Hayes previously in his MSNBC takedown where he acted like, Oh, this is just this weird anti-democratic mistake that they made in there. No, no. You should assume that everything in there has, has a hell of a lot of thought behind mm -hmm. it. A lot of deliberation. You might agree or not. You may agree or not, but it, there's nothing in the document that's like, oh yeah, whoops, we forgot to proofread that one. Doesn't exist. Yeah, that's not a thing. Frank Underwood, the Electoral College will only delay the eternal democratic rule by the brown tide without borders and immigration control between the states. You don't have self-rule. You can be swarmed at any. Well, time. yeah, I, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I don't right. think I don't think anyone's arguing like Electoral College 
is fine to protect an open border system. No, I, I don't think anyone would take that case. I mean, I, I think we all generally agree that borders are, are necessary. Yeah. Das Pooch, how do you not know that AIU is extremely anti-gun and anti-2A? He's argued with people on various podcasts about this over the years. He's insufferable. BG Dubs, Teal Deer is awesome. Why beef with him? I didn't beef with him. He beefed with me, and I can't remember why, and it was three years He did ago. some response to your video or something. I don't remember what video. I don't remember what he said, and I still am like, ew, that guy. Um, I don't know. I don't watch either of their videos very much, so I can't opine on this, and I don't want to misrepresent what they say. Um, yeah, I mean, and that's if he's anti-gun, that's fine. Like, you can be anti-gun, and I'll disagree. Yeah. You know? Boogeyman917, I can't believe people have so much hate in their hearts. Us either. Scott Graham, I didn't get the 13% doing 55% of the work quote until she meant she mentioned it's actually 6%, really. You know <laughs> who was, you are. <laughs> I, know, I couldn't believe that part. Big oh, L. my God. Matt and I once made love at Andrew Yang's campaign office. We got on our knees <laughs> and Yang sprayed whipped cream all over our mouths mouths faces and shirts Buddha jug took one look and said me next that was so embarrassing how many how much do you have to contribute to the yang campaign to get him to do that to you <laughs> to... his campaign manager was like no all right it's time to go man yeah blackwing 02 the police were in the complete wrong the police should have backed off and followed at a distance until it would have been safe to engage yeah as um I, I know like donut operator does a lot of really good police breakdowns and he's in the know. Has he said anything about this one? Uh, I, I am subscribed uh, I to him, so I should just go look. Uh, I'd be very interested to hear what somebody like him has to say, who knows more about this topic, who may be able to explain it to me. Yeah. I feel like I'm an idiot on this. Like there's gotta be, there's gotta be something I'm missing. Um, Matt Dath, Broward County police strike again, leaving the innocents dead. And he also said, my bad fake news. <laughs> yeah. Oh, about Broward County, but was, um, Miami, Miami Dade, Dade. Yeah. Two a regarding the UPS shooting. Think like a cop channel has a great video on the subject. Ah, that answers your question. Okay. Uh, okay. Kevin gyno for trans has to be the easiest job ever. I may take that job up and don't worry about licensing issues. I identify as a medical doctor. <laughs> well, that, that's a fair point. Yeah. You can yeah. serve Jessica Yaniv. Let me reload this. Do, 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 do. I'm hardwired and it still takes me like five minutes to reload this. Thanks, Susan Wiki Wiki, for your quick servers. Appreciate it. I know. Right? Uh, Sir Garforth says, Matt, a family can be four dads and one mom. Haven't you seen the birthday boys sketch? A family can be 10 dads. Open your I mind, you bigot. I don't know what that is. I don't know should. the sketch. You should. I have to, I'll have to check it out. Hal Edwards, no note. Thank you, sir. And another one from Hal Edwards, no note. So if you accidentally said that twice, shoot us an email and we will happily refund you. Ryan G, that kid is going to come out black. Just wait. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Also, I wouldn't bet on Chris being a certainty. That's all I'm saying. Uh, also, I love hearing Blonde say the words quality poon. <laughs> sends shivers down my erection. Ugh. <laughs> I'm Anytime pregnant. you're thinking about watching porn, just hear that in your mind and all your urges will go away. Yeah, really. Or think about pregnant blonde shaming you <laughs> killing boners everywhere. Uh, yeah. danger pudge. I got suspended from Facebook for two days for stating what Rachel did. Then was suspended for another seven for reposting a Graham Allen post about Americans buying enough guns to equip the USMC on black Friday, which I wanted to talk about tonight, but we just ran out of time. But yes, uh, in terms of the gun control debate, uh, not only that, not only did Americans buy enough guns over in one day, Black Friday, to arm the entire Marine Corps. So you're not going to take them all. I mean, it's just not practical. 
But the ATF now estimates too that there are 420 million firearms in the United States. It's it's 1.2 per person. Wow, that's amazing. That's what the, those are the numbers that came out. How many do you but, have? Um, definitely over a dozen. Not probably between 12 and 20 without counting them all. I bet it's like a ton of people with zero and then a ton of people with like five plus. Yeah, yeah that's why the average is kind of misleading because most people in fact are not gun owners but the people who are build a collection yeah um yeah. what did he say so he posted the dolezal video or she i was, shouldn't assume yeah. and then was talking it about was facebook banned yeah, facebook. for that that's funny yeah. rick hunter says donut operator will do a review of the ups shooting i hope so um yeah i gotta i gotta see that one mellow e i was joking about your hair blonde you are gorgeous matt you're handsome buddy hashtag no home i know oh, thanks i just am really sensitive but this is a pregnancy thing i haven't always been this way no 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 <laughs> the neuroses just too just came on yeah this is hormones uh photo bet i super chatted two weeks ago about marshmallows but apparently that was too edgy for youtube yeah they're watching you deleted for erica marshmallow deleted. talk um first son of man is that a jewish star on your sleeve what the fuck no it's not it's just a oh i can't you gotta put it up because it's cropped huh? it's not oh it does kind of look like a star of david though what those that's seven points po aren't those three point stars six points how many this is on that this is uh six seven eight right oh eight pointed or seven point yeah mm. no it's not it's not um i'm feeling very defensive sean l says been listening to your podcast going backwards i'm on 45 now oh geez yeah, and you should, blonde and I once made love. You should stop before you get to the Spino episode, for the love of God. Yeah. You're about there, I think. Which I stop. did at like 3 a.m. when stop. I was in Germany or something. Just don't, don't. <laughs> um, oh my God, you guys, no. Not a Star of David. I don't know why this don't is on this shirt. Don't indulge the trolling. Don't, you're just going to get it worse now. I know. Uh, Trucker Chris says, porn is not political speech. We can ban it. See, he could say porn. Well, uh, oh, it got through the, the, the super chat filter. Yeah. The First Amendment doesn't just protect political speech either, though. I mean, if that's the standard that only political speech is protected by the First Amendment, um, that, 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 that excludes a lot of speech. And I think that's, that's a bad precedent, in my opinion. <gasps> River Gibbs, I forgot about that. River Gibbs is good. I like that one. Oh, yeah, I find him charming. He was fun. Actually, I would have liked to maintain a relationship with that. What did you call him? Like that little fruit or that little elf man or whatever it was. Yeah, fancy little man. Fancy little man. I actually enjoyed talking to him and I tried to, I tried to treat him as well as we could. And then he just like went nuts and tried to raise hell against this. Like he just wouldn't shut the hell up on Twitter. Oh. I'm just talking like harassing me on Twitter all the time. And I was like, all right, you're muted, man. Sorry. But it was fun to have you. Thank you. Um, lots of weird fetish in the live chat tonight. This is hmm. this is weird. Um, Lynchpin twenty government stay out of my business. Government keeping my kids away from porn is hard. Please regulate. It, it must be really hard too. Like I'm already getting well, surpassed by pe yeah, people younger than me, um, younger than I am with the technological advancement. The chatter is being sarcastic though. I mean, I think the point he's saying is, Oh, <laughs> I want government out of my business, except for stuff that I don't like, in which case, you know, tread away. That's the point that he's, but making. I, even if he wasn't being sarcastic, like I'm also sympathetic to that viewpoint. Yeah. But I'm no more doubt that it's, than you are. Well, also I look, I'm not looking forward to the difficulty of content curating 
for my children, no doubt. But I also yeah. think that that's my job, not yours. You know, uh, I, I think that, and I think if, if everyone is more or less upholding their, their job in terms of looking out for their own kids, that this becomes much less of a significant issue. Uh, Michael Reeder, the Church of Jesus Christ Mormon Church is great for both community and spiritual enlightenment. The church is strongly against porn and premarital sex and focuses on Christ and family. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't argue with that. I, I think that their belief system is like a little weird. And also notorious twat Cindy is part of the Mormon Church. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. but Or potentially prolific internet troll Cindy, who knows? Cindy Bin, 001, check out her channel. Yeah. And make sure you call her a cunt. She'll lose her <laughs> mind. Just lose her mind. I don't say fuck many people, but fuck, fuck Cindy, Cindy. Ben. Yeah. Don't you want to meet a nice lady? Don't you ever want to get married, have children? I should invite Cindy to the wedding. Yeah, you should. Oh, that'd be so funny. Mm. Um, Fritz Leshenbrenner. Regrettably, as a Catholic, I'd say that Pelosi definitely aligns with the modern church. That's probably true. Look into Pope washing immigrants' feet and the Pope getting rebuked in Japan for immigration virtue signaling. Yeah, but I think that a lot of traditional Catholics and a lot of people in conservative areas that are Catholic are not having it. Mm. Um, my church doesn't really seem to be engaging in any of this stuff. So, but you definitely have a point. Danger Pudge, I didn't post her Rachel's video. I just stated those crime stats and got suspended for. Hate ah, I got you. Ugh, facts well, you should have phrased it as a celebration of company achievement, like Rachel Dolezal did. Yeah. Uh, let me reload, but I think we're good. Okay. I'll check back on Streamlabs. I think we're all set too. Yep, we're good. Okay. Um, yeah, we're good on uh, Streamlabs, and I believe we're good on um, on DLive as well. Thanks, guys, over on DLive. Sorry if I missed any chats. I don't see any on top of And DLive system, you know, like I said, it's not the greatest. So thanks for hanging out over there. Anyway, uh, anything else before we call it a night? I'm hungry. We're way more porn talk than I expected tonight. I wasn't necessarily anticipating that. But uh, you never know what you're going to get. Thanks for hanging out with us and talking porn and the importance of using your imagination and all that. And uh, if you're listening later on uh, on YouTube, DLive, BitChute, any of our on-demand platforms, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. If you're looking for more of the show, like listening back to the Colin show and some other interviews, other appearances and stuff like that that we've done, check out the audio platforms. There's even more content there. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all available linked in the uh, description of the video on YouTube as well as the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash podcast. Uh, you can also email us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We will be back next Sunday, of course, because if it's Sunday. Sorry, Chuck Todd. It's not me at the press. It's Beauty and the Beta. Have a good night. We'll see you Bye then. Guys.